Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Yeah, that's right. It is. And it's great to be here on this soggy, sodden day. This rain. When is it going to stop? Spring, they say, Keith. Poxy. Nicest time of the year. Well, it's, it's uh, what is it? El Nino? You're coming oh, through? Oh, me, Teddy. When's or it? El Nino. I mean, One of those. we can bitch and moan about it here because, you know, mm. we're going to run from to and from the car. But you think about all the people who are struggling and just need a bit of relief at the Shocking. moment. And there's, I mean, I don't know when the relief's coming. So. I know there's a lot of people who listen to us in the app. Yep. We've said it a few times recently, but if you are, you know, um, you know, suffering because of rising waters in your area or they're on the way, um, mm. we are absolutely thinking about you. And there's, you know, we hope that uh, we get a turn in the weather sooner or later, and it uh, it starts to ease because days like this. Just I went for a run this morning. Mm. It's just my daily observation. But where the where I mm. run down past Dites Falls, and yes. two days ago. Um, the, the path down there was open again and I went down there this morning, back over the path, come over the top of the mm. river. The river's broke, broken its banks again down there and um, there's no, there's just no seeming relief in No, it's so, shocking, Andy. And no good, uh, no good, Keith. Well, the other thing too, I'd like to congratulate you because you Me. mentioned, yes, you, because you mentioned you were going on a run and today you've uh, clicked over your 1,000th run. Official. thousand since uh, 2011. Since since recording runs on my – I didn't ask you to do that, by the way. No, but I – On my so, Nike run club, the NRC. It's a oh, fantastic well. performance. A thousand runs. A little but message on. popped up. So you've completed a thousand runs. So since 2011, eight and a half thousand kilometres. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, eight and a half – 8,605 Ks. I wonder how many – Average pace, 5, 5.7 mm. kilometres an hour. Oh, I'd say – Average distance, 8.6. Oh, all right, enough's enough. You, we, we'll oh, give you a bit of love and now pretty move on, all right? But imagine, isn't it? imagine Steve Monaghetti since 2011. Oh, I don't who's know. banging what? out, still banging out, what, probably 15K a day? I don't know how they it's do That's something well, ridiculous. Lisa Waitman's going to join us later in the show yes. just for a catch-up. When she was uh, 29 years of age back mm-hmm. in 2008, she ran 232.32 for the marathon. Now, last year in Tokyo, the gold medal for the marathon was 227.20. So she's a bit out, five minutes Yeah, but over. wait on. This year, at yep. 43 years of age and a mum, now a mum, she's run 224 flat. This is Lauren Jackson type. So there's something. She's 43 years old and she's- uh, That's incredible. Ran 26 in Tokyo. Now, can she sustain this out well, to why Paris? not? Can we get her to Paris? Why not? <laughs> if she's running- The she's, trajectory. is heading in all the right directions. <laughs> Yes, please. So we'll talk to her about all of that. Yes. Shani Layton's been good enough to join us. Mm. Uh, we've got a big show coming up too, by the way. Craig Foss is going to join us. Lisa Waitman, Aaron Finch, in a very special pre-record for the program. Finchie's going to join us on the show. There's the quiz coming back. Tioli and news with Julio a bit later on. Heaps of stuff to get through. But it's been one of the big stories in Australian sport for the last couple of weeks with the Diamonds and Gina Reinhart and the back and forth and the controversy and mm. uh, Danielle Wallam in the middle of it all and the players rallying behind their um, Aboriginal teammate. Well, you can't script this stuff. You cannot. <laughs> it was incredible. You can't. It is. It's, it's something that you'd expect out of a movie. You can't make this. Given if you said, oh, this is what we're going to do. The fortnight, uh, uh, no this young... 
with that she's in particular has had, but yeah. but for the entire sport and what they've gone through to have this type of uh, outcome, it was um it was hard not to get emotional. Well, and when it, you see her get Danielle you, get so emotional, why would you fight against getting emotional oh, when you're watching? Well, that? it was it was very emotional. Fifty five, fifty four. They knock over the English. It's a squad that has got some injury issues and some availability issues. Obviously, up there in Newcastle, packed house. It was a rollicking affair and. Uh, as sport would have it, Danelle Wallen was right in the middle of it, right in the end, and a running finger roll layup. It was. I don't, with seven seconds left. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen a goal like it in netball, to be honest. <laughs> Shardy Leighton, former skipper of the Diamonds, uh, one of the Australian greats, of course. Shans, thanks for joining us. Um, have you, have you, can you believe the story that we watched unfold last night? Boys. The gods were watching. That is all I have to say. I think, like, literally, just like you said, um, you couldn't script it better, but I just think you cannot underestimate. And, Gazy, you can speak to this. Andy, you I'll not listen. so much because you're not a professional Shans, sportsman. I'll, I'll listen. But, uh, yeah. How hard is it, Gazy? How yes. bloody hard is it mm. to perform under yes. pressure without anything else going on yeah. on the world stage? No, it, right? it was extraordinary. And then you add, yep. It was extraordinary. And then to add on top of that everything that has gone on mm. and for her to come onto the court, so coming off the bench is also one of the hardest things that you can do to be able to come on, get the read of the play and perform straight away in the last 10 minutes of a match to get the first ball and score a goal and then to win a game. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have to mention Kate Maloney's stunning intercept that got her the ball. Um, But it was magnificent and to show the strength of character, um, you know, how how beautiful she was, how hard it would have been to face up to the media for the first time after that game and to be so well spoken. Mm. Um, It was, I can say, I watched World Cups growing up. I played in my own winning World Cup, but that was one of the most proudest moments I've ever had of being an Australian netballer. Yes. Well, take Shani, and I should say Shani Norder, of course. I've known mm. you as Leighton for all these years, but <laughs> and most of us have, but Shani Norder, of course. Well, why, Shans? Why, why did you have that reaction, do you think? Well, just because of what the players have had to withstand over the last two weeks, um, it never should have been as public um, as what it was. And, um, you know, not all the truth, I think, was out there. There was a lot of misreporting about um, what went on. And they, you know, they carried a lot of the load of what happened um, when it was really, it was the whole sports issue. And so for them to stand together um, to back themselves up. I think it's been well reported that we have a sisters in arms motto that we carry through about leaving the bib in a better place than than where you get it. But I watched that game and I went, that's what we represent. Mm. That's what Australian netball is all about. Um, We have each other's backs no matter what. And this is definitely um, probably the toughest um, any of our netballers, anything that we've ever had to face, um, and they had to endure that. And you're not meant to know how to react mm. in these situations. Mm. Um, conversations should be had behind closed doors to be able to hopefully come to a resolution, but unfortunately this played out on the, the public stage. Mm. Um, and no one knows, um, you know, unless you've been in that situation. Footy deals with it all the time, boys, and mm. Andy, this is probably where you've got more experience than, than old Gazy, old lanky legs over there. But um, <laughs> so, but you know, so 
AFL deals with this stuff all the time, but netball doesn't. No. And, um, you know, it just shows where sport's going, but also that it's a bigger issue. Mm. Um, you know, Gazy, thank you um, for speaking up. But, you know, there's been a heap of people that have spoken up about it, whether it be sports people, people in the media. Um, but it just shows that this is a much larger issue than just what um, Netball Australia mm. is facing. And they've just been the catalyst for this conversation. Hey, Sean, uh, can you... Tell us a little bit how it got to the point that it did, because as you mentioned, I think we all would assume that these are the conversations, if they had been kept behind closed doors, been resolved. Would have, would have thought, have, yeah. by the sound of things, it would have been resolved. How Do you have any take on how it, it got to where it eventually landed? Well, yeah, well, it's been reported. Um, so obviously these conversations were being had um, before the first test, um, but it was very close to the first test and there wasn't a result that had been come to or it hadn't been discussed as of yet. And the players were given a dress without the logo on it an hour before their first game, right? Or before they left for their first game. So by them obviously wearing that dress that they were given to wear, it was automatically in, in the public eye um, about the discussions that are being had. Why that happened, we don't know. So whether um, Netball Australia chose to do that, um, whether Netball Australia had talked to Hancock and they decided that's what was best, I don't know. But that decision wasn't on the players, yet because players had to wear that dress, it was then thought that they were protesting. And then the kind of narrative ran from there. And as you guys know, you work in the media. Once the narrative takes hold and runs, it's very hard to get a different story out there of what had actually happened. But I think now, especially after last night, the truth is starting um, to come out. And and when you look at it and... You know, you're not completely removed from it. Uh, do you have a? Does someone need to be a, accountable for what happened? Well, I just look at other sports guys, and I just think things like this, like when something goes down, and there's multiple um, things that have happened here in regard to obviously the dress that I just spoke about, but also Nepal Australia signed a statement of declaration to look after our Indigenous players better, but then also the pathway for Indigenous people. And, um, you know, Danelle Wallam should never have been out in the limelight. She should have been protected during this time, and and she wasn't. Um, So, yeah, I do think that um, someone in Nepal Australia needs to be held accountable for everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks because it wasn't fair on, um, you know, obviously all, all of the plays, but especially Danelle. So we'll wait and see where that plays out, Sean. Just before we let you go, how good could she be? I mean, mm. she's obviously powerful and she's athletic and the way she scored that last goal last night was, you know, <laughs> a bit unconventional. But Well, plus, we all know basketball, but if I'm not mistaken, it's coming off the uh, temper text machine. I think did she go with the right hand off the right foot as well? I think I'm not sure she had the the the, the proper layup technique when she was using it. Oh. But anyway, it went in. That's the most Look, important thing. Daisy, can you just stop with your basketball analysis exactly. here, mate? It's netball. If it goes in, it goes <laughs> That's in. Right. Um, look, she's amazing, and isn't this why we love our indigenous athletes? Because 
they're just so natural for them. She's so athletic. And I can tell you, I'm six foot two, so I'm shorter than what she is, and I'm not that athletic. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's hard to be a tall, athletic woman. Um, and she just has that natural state of play. But she's also just so strong. Um, we've got to remember, she's not a bud. She's already 28 years old. Yeah. But um, she is going to bring so much to our game. I cannot wait to see her get out there more. She's mm. adding a super strength to that to that goal circle, which she'll do with Gretel Tippett um, once Gretel returns after having her little bubba. Um, but, yeah, she has yeah the, the world at her fingertips. Danelle, she's absolutely phenomenal. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's the starting goal shooter for the World Cup next year. Well, I'll tell you what, Shani, off that last <laughs> night, uh, it opens up a world of possibilities for anybody who wants to sponsor that team because uh, the nation's talking about them this morning and last night, and it was a truly remarkable uh, turn of events that saw the game in her hand at the end of it the way it was and for her to deliver the way she did was Connor it was absolutely remarkable. Hey thanks for coming on the show and having yeah, a chat about it. We thanks, appreciate Sean. it. Good on you. No worries guys. See ya. Shani Norda, Nee Leighton joining us on the show it was um hey, you know what also as well, uh you know Shani and I go back a long way. We we're on the, the bounce together. Uh, but she's had a tough time over the last uh, couple of weeks as well. Uh, so well, good because on she her put her head on. up above the parapet for slightly different reasons the one that, mm. the, from the ones that were eventually swarming around the diamonds and and Wallum. She mm. was more on the she was more arguing the a couple of, on the environmental front no, a couple I, of weeks I, ago. And here's where the stories <laughs> can get a bit mixed: is that I didn't really, when I called her, I thought she was part of the Players Association or part had some role in netball. She is just. She's not associated at all. She's not attached. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. she's close with some of the friends, but that's how, with the narrative of what was going on, it, it can get a little bit blurry. But oh, no. you know, she's you um, had a tough time. So. You found yourself in the eye of the storm last you know, 48 hours. going there again, Andy. She's not... getting some high-powered support, though, from no. all corners of Australia, again? publicly and privately. Mm. Yeah, no, Just rallying to the <laughs> Not what I'm seeking at all. <laughs> Big show going up. Loads of stuff to get through throughout the afternoon. Uh, there's something – Tom Harley said something, the, obviously the former cat, captain and yep. now Sydney Swan CEO, and who knows, he might be the, an AFL CEO at some stage. I don't know whether he's going to be replacing Gil now. I wonder what's going on with that, by the way. But he's had some interesting things to say in relation to the landscape that netball's found itself in. Uh, I might just read those out to you on the other side of the break because it puts a bit of perspective on the whole thing. If you saw last night and you want to have a chat about it, feel free to get on the lines. one 736 736 Send through the texts on the 40 Winks temper text machine. Tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made, built to last. We are here, of course. Thanks to the magnificent people at Robot Building Supplies and Berwick BMW. Now it's back to Australia. Western, she finds proud. Wallum to win it for Australia. Could you have written that if you tried? Danelle Wallum on debut. Cheered on by a sold-out crowd. In the eyes of some, she's cost Australian netball millions. In the eyes of others, she's just won them a test. I was kind of relieved to finally get my chance on court. Um, yeah, it's been one of the toughest few weeks of my life, so... Um, to finally get out there and just play in this dress was just really special and um, yeah, it kind of makes the last couple of weeks feel like a bit of a blur. What's been most difficult about it, Danelle? I think just the outside noise. Um, 
that's really special and I just hope that I'm now, you know, a role model to the young girls and boys coming through for their turn and, yeah, it was just really special and, you know, it's been a long time coming so I just, you know, hope I make everyone proud out there. Well, you did. She did. And it was remarkable stuff and it was a terrific interview uh, conducted after the game. Uh, by Matt Russell. A yep. bit of controversy around the closing stages of the commentary, which you know, we don't have to back the, back the truck over. That's been um, widely commented on since the end of the mm. night um, and the final stages of the game. <laughs> You've got no, you don't want to say another word about this. How <laughs> I'm dealing with an absolute stonewall all of a sudden no, when it comes no, to this. Not at all. A lot of people were of the view. Matty Russell is a good friend of mine. No, well, he's done, he's done no, terrific no, work course, on the NBL. I don't, I don't know, Matt Russell, but a lot of people speak very, very highly of he's him. He's one of the great commentators. Probably he's so versatile. He probably didn't need to mention, no. in the eyes of many, has cost Australian netball 15 million bucks mm. eight seconds after she's just rolled in the match winner. Mm. Probably wasn't exactly the time nor the place for that editorial comment, but nonetheless, he did. And well, he got he gets caught up in the excitement of the situation, oh, that's right. and um, that's that's all you've got to say on the matter. That's, <laughs> this happens from time to time. That's true. Tom Harley, this is, a, this is becoming an issue now. This this whole sports people and players and sponsors it's becoming a real issue now. Cricket Australia. Dan Brady's written a piece today. You can you can get it on the Fairfax. Websites, Cricket Australia are admitting that they're going to have to take players along for the ride now. that They are going to need to be consulted when it comes to ongoing major um, sponsorship. But that's not new, Andy. I don't think that well, that's new. But now maybe I can't that... remember it being like this before. It may not be new, but I can't remember it being this front and centre. No, but when you're part of a team and you're getting some sponsorship, mm. it's, it's important that the club and the, the management and the sponsor, that they, you have an understanding of, of, of what the – the roles and responsibilities are going to be in no, order yeah. for both parties to get some advantage out of it, and and that's that's not new. That's that's. Uh, there, there's... Well, when was the last time you've heard the Australian cricket captain saying, "I'm not going to be appearing on any TV oh, commercials no, 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 that's with, new. on the back of our main sponsor"? No, that's new. Well, that, that's, that, that, that's the, the, the way in which now that the athletes almost have to be more empowered mm. because it's ultimately their image and profile and. A more common phrase, their brand. Well, they're a walking billboard. That is that is going to be associated with it. Yeah. So it's. I know everyone. You know, I have learned over the last few days that a lot of people expect athletes to shut up, <laughs> be grateful for your opportunity, yep. and play and entertain us, please. And then that other stuff, keep it to yourself. Now, I'm not saying, please. I'm not saying that. that that's your entitled to that view. Okay. Don't but have a go at him. That, that's that's not. He's a, speaking on your behalf. I don't want that to. That's not offensive. I don't find it <laughs> offensive. No one's offended. I, I hope no one's offended. <laughs> but the reality of it right now is, well, is that that yeah. that has that has power. That has a meaning when you're trying to put together a sporting yeah. franchise yeah. because there are ramifications for that. Yep. And and usually in the overwhelming vast majority of time, and I might add. Even on this particular occasion, even with the diamonds, it was resolved. Yes, that's right. That's the thing. Yeah. So generally, if if it's not played in that public forum, you're coming together and you're you're figuring out the and and most sponsors, not and we've seen that with an announcement by the other sponsors that they have. Yeah, they're all standing behind even, the diamonds. Every uh, single even one of the, them. The um, lint. I shouldn't say origin, that, but origin. Mm. Even origin. Mm. That's kind of, yeah, we understand that. We get it. Yep. And, and, and we understand that, that uh, these players need to be cautious about 
how they want to be represented and how their values are going to be represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say for, for organisations, it is tough. It is, it's going to be tough because you, it's not just like whack the logo on and now we're all going to sing Kumbaya and we're going to support you no matter what. Mm. No, that's not going. That's not going to be the case anymore. No, no. Well, we we're getting, and and we're all getting. You know, we're all getting more educated about the business of organisations pouring money into sport to mm. get positive PR. Yep. Because sport is generally viewed as something that we are very committed to and passionate about, and we support. Mm. So we love our sport, and if we see the names, we're we're very we love. Adam Gilchrist, and yeah. we love Pat Cummins, and we love Tony Lockett. And if we see a logo mm. on their shirts and their jumpers, oh, and, 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 there's, there's some positivity that comes with and, that. But we're, we're seeing the world change a bit and as a in point, our understanding of all of that. And as a point, and I assume that Matt's asking this, not trying to be smart, he's actually asking a legitimate question, mm. and, and he's going, well, hang on, we have a segment where we deal with an, an alcohol company, and I don't drink, mm. but I have no problem. I, I am not against well, that's, people that's, having... A drink and and having alcohol. So Hmm. there are times when you look at someone and people make judgments about their values. I am not uh, standing up or or doing anything that that is not within my own values. So I just, you know, it's just we have these decisions. But there have been times when in this organisation and others, and and I've said, well, this is probably not for me. Yeah, yeah. And there's no problem. They don't don't push back Hmm. as far as I'm aware. (laughs) <laughs> Just hope Hutchie's not over there in WA trying to drum up a bit of business with Gina right now as part of you know the Perth Wildcats no. and old W. Could no, be, but, I don't know. I just could be. But, no, but here's know, the thing, Andy. No, but he I'm values stupid. he values the platform, and no. we are free to speak our own minds. No, but here's the thing, Andy. You know, so good luck with it. I don't think what well, <laughs> I, I, this is where I'm incredibly naive, and 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 as someone, in fact, as a lot of people in fact, said, might be over there stupid, doing that. I hadn't thought about it. Stupid idiot. I'm actually, I'm actually, no, <laughs> I actually don't think that what I said was offensive. No, it wasn't, Keith. So, so no, you don't have to keep, yeah. you don't have to keep explaining. Well, you mentioned it. it. You don't have to keep explaining yourself. Right. All right. You're not in, not here, not with me. Uh, yep. You know, if you feel like explaining yourself to people out there on Twitter. No, I'm not. No, or off I the don't. 40 As you can see, that thing's been uh, shut down for Andrews. another couple of days. I Andrews. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Andrew's in injury. <laughs> Good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, fellas. Uh, I just want to make one, a couple of points. Look, I, I just give you two credit for speaking your mind. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and putting it out there against um, a lot of uh, against other pe- a lot of other people who would uh, take the opposite view. Yes. Now, Danelle was a fantastic effort. Under all the pressure she went, has been under, and all the blame and all the hurdle of abuse and all the rest of it, so mm. for her to come out and stand up and do what she's done, oh, I just think it's outstanding. And and mm. and let's put this into context. I know you're a sport a sports channel and not a um, you know uh, the ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what, there's been you know female uh, Aboriginal people have been murdered. Uh, uh, had huge amounts compared to the Australian average. Young Aboriginal kids are being murdered in the streets mm. for no reason because they're Aboriginal. Um, we've had these racist issues all year um, for the last well, last couple of years. Um, this we are we are heading towards a reckoning here, 
And and people need to speak out about mm. this uh, more and more because enough's enough. Mm. Um, I think this crossed the line because of her Aboriginality rather than anything else. Mm. Well, Andrew, I, it's um, you. Well, let's hope that it doesn't get to that that uh, that point of position. And I am highly optimistic that it won't mm. get to that level. But I think uh, you do you do you do get exposed to a reaction f- from a you know and a percentage mm. or a, a corner of the Australian community mm. whenever we have these sorts of issues, though. Hundred percent. And it you know it was. It's 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 troubling sometimes. Mm. It is. You you, you want what well, it affects a lot of people can deal with it. Oh, probably, no. probably. That's why well, it affected you to the point where well, I don't have it anymore, mate. You, now, now I can't see it anymore. I'm hanging on because I love the family. Yeah, and I love the feedback. Mm. I, I, it's just some of it uh, can get a little uh, jarring. That's a, and and it's okay to have different. Mm. Of course, we encourage and welcome different views. Mm. But there's lines that you shouldn't cross, mm. you know. There's lines you just should not cross, and unfortunately, occasionally they get crossed. And mm. we might, you might think we cross them, and that's okay. Call us up on it if if you think we do, mm. um, and we'll we'll either apologise for the position we've taken through, mm. you know, lack of understanding or you know mm. um, misdirection or whatever it might be. But uh, yeah, no, it gets, oh, it just, gets pretty challenging sometimes to see a reaction. Yeah, you see, you two woke idiots. Yeah, probably I'm, needs to be. You probably need to be a little bit more expansive than that. I think the whole the whole woke thing's just about run its race. <laughs> I reckon. I mean, you got to come up with a bit more than yes. that. Right? But anyway, each to their own, and good luck to the lot of you. Mm. Uh, Ace Gutters, tradies out. <laughs> That's Ace Gutters, Australian made and built the last. Nice week, stuck on. <laughs> Just stop waving your hands when we're coming yeah. back. Hell yeah. Uh, there's a run home special coming up after the next break. Julio has done mm. a uh, a solo. He said, leave it to me, boys. Right. I, this is heavy hitting stuff. Yes. You two, you muck around a bit too much for my liking. Uh, mm. I need to just go one-on-one with the Australian captain. Perfect. So he sat down with Aaron Finch, and he's going to – Oh, that's – I can't wait. I love it. I hey, absolutely uh, love you know it. Else, though, oh, 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 there you go. I, I also, you talked your way through that. Sorry. Uh, it's one of Rod's favourites. Sorry. Just play it again for us, will you, Rod, without Gazy talking. Next time, join the A-team. Hey, Julio. Nice. There you go. Brilliant. He is uh, joining the A-team tonight. And I'm very, fact, he is the A-team. very disappointed that you've missed the lead of today, I'm and that is the, the quiz is back. Oh, it is. The After quiz five o'clock. is back. And is there a – am I hearing rumours about a power play aspect of it? There is going There's to be a power, a power play to get oh, into God. the grand final, which will be in our last week, which could be next week. So prizes <laughs> – that's true – so prizes for today's winner. Yes. But then if you answer the power yes. play correctly, you go into the next phase. You go phase. into the next phase if you can answer the power, oh, the power you've, question. You've done some work here. I have. You've pushed through your current issues that have been really bogging you down. And I somehow have. you've – this is why you're the captain of Australia. No, well, what I've done is uh, for those that just want to swat up on what's oh, coming on. You need to get to a break in a moment. Is It's going to be a quiz about uh, Australian sport. Oh, I like it. All sports. All Australia. All Australian. Nice. Darren is in – whenever I see Darren from Berwick, I always think mm. it's Darren Buick on the line. <laughs> but it's not. It's Darren from Berwick. That's right. How are you, Daz? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, yeah very good. well. Thank you. All right. Hottest 100. I just wanted your opinion on the Maxim Hot 100 release today and the Hot 100 women oh. in our community and Danny Laidley popping up. Oh. Uh, no, it's all news to me, Darren. Uh, no, nah, all news to me. So, 
Uh, maybe that's a conversation for you and your mates to be having, I reckon. But um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no news to me. All news to me. Mm. Uh, Julio with uh, Aaron Finch on the other side of the break. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm looking forward to Aaron yeah, Finch. Yeah, no, that'll be good. <laughs> we'll be good. It's going to be hey, a I was watching a bit of basketball. Game, just to huge change game. It's hard to go from there to here, but just to change no, the subject. I can go the there. I was watching the basketball earlier today. I was watching the Milwaukee Bucks yes. take on the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, so was I. At, no, you weren't. At halftime, <laughs> no, you weren't. You're in a meeting. At halftime, <laughs> sure, a bit of it. the Brooklyn Nets are all over the Milwaukee they Bucks. Were. A bloke by the name of Giannis and Tetacumpo. Let me say it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Comes out after yes. half time and he's like, I'm going to stand up and do it. Yep. He's, he's gone from this, yes, right? Which is a bit slouchy. To this. To just chest out, biceps flexing. Poor Ben Simmons, who was guarding him. Yes. No idea. <laughs> well. No idea. And Tetacumpo in the second half. Yes. Took the, his third quarter was as dominant a get Torched. out of my. You know when you see in a team sport, you occasionally see an individual. Don't talk to them. Talk to me. Yep. When you occasionally see an individual say in a team sport, get on mm. my back. I'm going to get you back into this. this is what the, now, this Drew is... Holiday did a bit of this. Yeah. And had a couple no, of his teammates doing that. This is what superstars do, Andy. He just said, follow me, boys. Mm-hmm. And it was it was quite – I know it's early in the NBA season. Eye-catching. It was unbelievably – it was remarkable to Can't watch. Can't take your eyes off it. Oh, because you've got this phenomenal uh, specimen of a human being able to do things that no mere mortal can – you can't even imagine some of the things that but, he's able to do. But um, the, It was the force of will that got you yes. more than his physical well, – Andy, but isn't that the thing that really – Andy? In, in, Andy, but isn't that the thing that separates the uber great yes. ones in, in all the sports? Incredible. And, and – are we allowed to go to the other grab? From- no, we have to get to a break because Julio is about to join us with the run home special. Mm. It is a special well, report. Well, we'll get back to it because there was we an will. incident with Kyrie no, Irving we'll get to that later, and Ben Simmons we'll that we to want to that. touch on. A run home special right. after the break. The Daily Headline. Thanks to Deliverit. Restaurants and takeaway shops, get your delivery service moving with Deliverit and DoorDash Drive. Find out more at deliverit.com.au. Excited about this. Well, I'm excited to get delivered this news, unfortunately, before we get to Aaron Finch. That's Will Pekoski. He's mm. taking another indefinite break from cricket. Uh, Daniel Churney <sighs> has just reported on That's Code a Sports. So Cricket Victoria says they'll provide Hell him with his support news. and space. There's uh, no timeline for his return. So he's missed the last two one days for Victoria against WA and Tassie, and uh, the Vicks have got their next Shield game, but he won't no, play in that. So. Yeah. Hopefully, Will can get back uh, here, ASAP. Here, 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 here. Now, before we get to Aaron Finch, just to put onto the table, I didn't say, boys, leave it to me. <laughs> oh, I he, think you did. Andrew Gaze was too busy thanking his high-profile supporters <laughs> via text and phone and Twitter. <laughs> no. I was in a WNBL meeting, thank you, you very much. Sure you and texting your loyal supporters yeah. in that meeting. And you were probably out for a run for the thousandth no, no. time. Well, I, I did early this morning, but I had a few things on. We couldn't get to the 12.45 pre-record no, for Aaron Finch. That's right. And thank God it was a pre-record because the delay on the phone at yep. times was excruciating. <laughs> but <laughs> let's get to Aaron Finch. And we started off asking about that the weather is just affecting this tournament uh, big time. And to be rain tomorrow as well at the MCG. So we started off by asking uh, whether he had a close eye on the radar. Keep one eye on it. I think in the background... As a coaching and and sort of strategy group, we tend to when when we map out the game and how we want to structure up our team and, and go about it, we always talk about the possibility of rain and and what we could do if it happens to be a shortened game 
after it's already started or whether it's um, whether it's a shortened game from the very start. So yeah, we just we do that in the background, but in in general, um, players are, are pretty comfortable these days to be able to adapt on the fly. We've, we've got a very experienced group that has played a lot of T20 and, and no doubt had a few rain-affected games along the way too. Obviously lost Adam Zampa very close to the game the other night. How's he feeling? Is he in contention to play tomorrow? Yeah, he's in contention to play. He's, he's feeling a lot better than he was the other day. The issue was that it was just really flat. He'd, he'd been locked up in his room for a couple of days and, and just didn't quite feel up to up to playing I mean, the World Cup crunch game against Sri Lanka, he felt as though he couldn't he couldn't give us 100% uh, with just how he was feeling. So that's why we, we took the conservative route with that. What's the mood like in the team at the moment, Aaron? Just The team's form's a little bit up and down, a few individuals a little bit down, seems to be lacking a little bit of cohesion. What's sort of the mood amongst the players at the moment? Oh, the mood amongst the players has been fantastic. The, the guys have, have been planning and preparing and doing everything they can and I mean we've had a really busy schedule over the last eight weeks so I think at times for guys it's about being able to get out and um, relax and and mentally recharge more than anything I think overall the our skills at different times have probably been slightly off in all three facets of the game but that's T20 you get you get put under so much pressure from oppositions that um, you just got to you got to go in with a clear mind and and make sure that you you're giving your full attention to each and every ball. There's clearly you know pressure on yourself and by your own admittance the other night it was a real struggle for you out in the middle. There's been calls for you to to drop down the order. There's even been calls for you to be left out of the side. Just personally and captaining the side home World Cup. There's a lot of pressure on your shoulders at the moment. How are you coping? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I, I don't read or. Or listen to any cricket chat. The only time I pick up the newspaper is to read about footy. To be fair, so um, I don't hear what other people are saying. So, I mean, any time you're playing for Australia, there's pressure. But I feel really good at the moment. Obviously, like you said, the other night was um, a tough innings. It was something obviously didn't play or as, was as fluent as I would like to be. But that can happen at times. The, the wicket was doing a bit, and particularly early. So. That, that's okay. I, I, I still feel really confident in my game and um, and where we're going. You'll remain at the the top of the order for this next match. Oh, we'll go through all the scenarios and and go through our our lineup to best tackle England. I think to be fair, they've had the wood on us over the last little while. So um, whatever we whatever we need to do, I think we'll, we'll as a strategy group and coaching group, we'll make sure that we put all our all our scenarios and all the options on the table to see what we come up with because there's, there's so much um, so much at stake, obviously, in a World Cup. Just with, with Pat Cummins, he, he struggled in a little bit in the first couple of matches. Do you sort of change his role? It didn't really work for him bowling at the death the other night. Is that something you need to look at? No, I don't think so. He's, he's been fantastic for a long time for us. And, I mean, up until his last over the other night, he had one for 16. And um, that big overs in T20 cricket can happen when you're bowling at the death and... Um, he's done that role fantastically well for us and at the last World Cup he was instrumental in in, I suppose helping us win that because there were so many times when the teams were on the verge of sort of exploding towards the back end of the innings and um, his ability to change the pace and and sort of duck and dive in different scenarios has, has been brilliant for us and 
and he'll, he'll keep doing that. You mentioned England's had the on the the wood on Australia recently in T Twenty cricket. And we saw a, a pretty heavy defeat in the last World Cup. Where has this English side got away from you uh, in recent clashes? Oh, I think in the power play, well, in both power plays with bat and ball, they've they've probably dominate dominated us a little bit over the last um, over the last little while. So the, I mean, Josh Butler's been fantastic for them at the top of the innings, and and I guess Chris Wokes, he's probably been the one that has knocked us over a little bit in, in the past as well. So um, just a power play. I think we break even a little bit. Most times at the death, we, we sort of break even through the middle of the game. So it's just tidying up them, them first six overs, I guess, um, in both innings. But the way, I mean, the, the group is now very even given some of the results and some of the weather. Do you, do you just see every game from now on as a must win? Can you, can you afford another slip-up or you just got to win everything from here? Yeah, the, the result last night probably opened us up a little bit more than what we thought, um, well, what most people would have thought going into the tournament. So, yeah, we've got to be we've got to be pretty flawless for the rest of the tournament, I think. But I mean, we, as a group, we don't tend to look at that. We we try and focus all our attention. While well, we do focus all our attention on on the next game and the next contest, I think because you can do your own head in. And, and you can use so much of your mental energy worrying about things that you can't control and things that are too far ahead. So it's as simple as that, I think, mate. There's there's obviously, as, at a at a point, that all comes to a head. But until you can control that yourself, you tend not to worry about it. Last one before I let you go. We saw just amazing scenes the other night when India played Pakistan at the MCG. 90,000 fans. It doesn't get any bigger than this, though. Australia, England, home World Cup at the MCG. We've all got our fingers crossed the weather will do the right thing. But what, what sort of atmosphere are you expecting there tomorrow night at the G? Oh, I think it's going to be huge with, uh, with I think it's sold out, 92,000 sold. So that'll, that'll be unbelievable. Um, the game the other night, any time... There's an India-Pakistan game anywhere in the world. It's, it's an unbelievable spectacle, and, and what better place than the home of cricket? Should be more of it. Holio oh. specials. Should be more of I it. I don't think so. Mm. Top shelf. Go, they're not playing tonight, looking at the Podcast. weather. But remember, you can listen to it here live on SEN tomorrow night from 6.30. Jared Waitley, Damien Fleming, Simon O'Donnell. Every ball of every T20 World Cup match, including today's triple header on the SEN app. Tradies out for Ace Gutters. Australia may build to last. Uh, lovely to have you with us on this uh, wet, wet, wet Thursday afternoon. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. as we walked out of the studio last night, there looked like there was an upset on the cards at the MCG. Now, the rain hit... But the upset was confirmed by DLS with Ireland in front of the game. Mm. Ireland knock over England, which creates all sorts of potential havoc for someone in Group 1. But a potential bonus for us. See, my word it is. Absolutely. Afghanistan didn't get to play their game against New Zealand, which was abandoned. So Here's the thing. Tomorrow night's tomorrow's game, Andy. Here's the thing. Tomorrow's game, ta-da, England, if they lose that one, surely. Well, why wouldn't you say the same thing about us? We yeah, both good, played. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Very solid. Exactly point. the same thing applies but, but to we us. We would have the split on them, don't we? Huh? Splits? I don't know what you're talking about. Splits? Huh? Magnificent to have you with us. Just a reminder before we get to our next very special guest, mm-hmm. or Aaron Finch, and what a big first uh, hour of the show. Can I say something this Finch about... and Shani Norder on the show? I know. Uh, in, Best in is about to, to come, though. That's right. Aaron Finch. Yes, please. Uh, you sort of, when you hear someone 
say, oh, I don't p- pick up the papers. I don't read what's being said. Unless he's reading about the pussy cats. Of course. I, f- I only follow the papers when I pick Run up the, the, uh, the about the AFL. I, a lot of people, and I think you made the point, Andy, a lot of people when they say that, underneath your breath, you're going, turn it up. Turn it up yeah, that's a nice thing to say. But yeah. these yeah. days it's very, very hard to avoid. Uh, but with him, I don't know, there's something about the authenticity of him, Andy. Oh, I'm, I'm interested in your, your observation. So it, why have you picked that? What have you picked up about him before we get to Lisa Whiteman? Well, it's just to see the way he speaks, the way he plays, his body language when he's out on the field. Very intuitive by you. That, that he, he just, to me, comes across as the sort of guy that wouldn't give a, to use your word, a tinker's cuss I think about you, I, uh, what other people are saying. But have you, do you know Aaron Finch very well? I, I've he come into our program quite a few times yeah. in, when we were doing brekkie. Yeah, and That's um, right. had to have a spell every now and again <laughs> just to chewies uh, uh, <laughs> to come back in. We'll pick it up where we left off. Uh, but he's a he's a ripping fella. I I don't know him very well. I don't either. know him but, well but, at all. But, but, I, but I think your, I think your read on him is pretty right. I reckon he can. It's water off a duck's back stuff with Finchy. Um, he would be concerned about his form, and he'd be aware of the fact he that would. he needs to. Be, be better. Big but, moments. But no, I don't think he's going to be too worried about so. commentary external to what no. he's doing. Well, there was there were a few people off the temper text. Saying, turn it up. We're saying, come on. <laughs> no, I, believe, I believe you. But I um, yeah. I don't I don't know. You, you could hey, be wrong. Each to their own. Yeah. Hey, thanks to Mate Internet and Mobile. Make the switch to Mate Internet and Mobile. A couple of weeks ago, I mm. saw something posted. I wasn't following the Berlin Marathon, but I saw something posted. Oh by a truly remarkable Australian athlete. Mm. Her name is Lisa Waitman. And yes. She's doing things in the uh, marif- marathon world that human beings just should not be doing. Defy explanation. Well, and that's mm. why we had to get Lisa Waitman on. Mm. Because it is two th- it's late in 2021. It is. And, you know, 2024 is a significant period of time away. It's, it's actually I- 22, Keith, but anyway... Yeah, but that's, I thought you were going to go with watching no, at the Olympics, but then I realised no, you just messed up the date. Oh, it's just 2022. I say like, 2024 isn't that far away. <laughs> no, well, it's closer now. It's a year closer. Uh, yeah, but it's still a long way away. But if everything keeps going the way it's going for Lisa Waitman, mm-hmm. I suspect that she will be in the Australian team running in the marathon when we get mm. to Paris. <laughs> it's 2022. Lisa Waitman. <laughs> Has been good enough to join us. Hey, Lise, hope you're still there. Hopefully you haven't hung up on us after the nonsense you, we, you've just been forced to listen to. No, never, Andy. I'm still here. All good. God love you. Um, Berlin, uh, tell me, it was, what is it, about three or four weeks ago? When, when was the Berlin Marathon? Yeah, it was the uh, same weekend as AFL Grand Final. So I missed the Grand Final this year. I watched it uh, over breakfast with uh, husband Lachlan was a very strange experience. I'm usually at the grand final with the family uh, watching, but uh, we watched it on the iPad while eating breakfast over in Germany. Instead, you'd either just run or you were preparing to run uh, in, a, in yet another preparing. marathon. Preparing. Preparing. Yeah, preparing. Eating a lot of uh, carbohydrates at that time. Well, I think Gazy's keen to talk to you about your dietary intake because he's <laughs> been blown away by something regarding you. 224 flat. This is eight and a half minutes faster than mm. what you ran in 2008. Now, you were 29 then. I don't think you'll mind me telling people. It's In fact, it's readily available on Wikipedia. You're 43 now and you've had a kid. Lisa, how are you doing this? <laughs> well, Locke and I talk about this often and I think that it's been a really good place in my life, uh, Andy. I 
have spent my whole career um, as an athlete kind of running it like a it's a hobby really because as you know we've spoken about it many times and it's uh, hard to make a living as a runner in, yeah. in Australia so um, I've been fortunate that because of that challenge I've been able to forge a career with IBM and have been working uh, in a in a role at IBM for over 20 years and have built a great career after a team of 200 consultants here in Australia and, in, and across in New Zealand and um, and so I'm in a really good place with my career um, and I'm sort of at a position now where I've got nothing to lose. Um, I can take risks in my training. Uh, you know, when you're a 29-year-old, I, had, I certainly had issues with injuries back then and, and so now I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to, you know, take this training session to the next level because, you know, why not? I, I don't know how many years I've got left in the sport at this high level. So I want to find out just how, uh, how good I can be and, and not be too concerned about all the mishaps that can happen along the way. Um, as you said, 2024 is not far away and to represent our country in five Olympics would be pretty amazing. That would be amazing, uh, Lisa, and uh, congratulations in the, the, to maintain the motivation. But I'm trying to hear this because I'm, I'm hearing I've got a job at IBM, I've just had a kid, and I'm, I, I'm in one of the toughest sports around where the volume of work you have to do is off the charts. How do you find the time? Like, how many Ks a week do you have to put in to maintain this level? Yeah, so I'm running about 175 Ks hey? a week. <laughs> what? You're in a no, marathon training block. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> oh, that's insane. How many Ks a week? Yeah, about 175 Ks. <laughs> oh. So I think the busier I get at work, the more running I do to, uh, uh, you know, relieve the stress, right? So uh, <laughs> it's... It's uh, yeah, it's a lifestyle. I must say, it's a lifestyle, and it's a huge commitment. But uh, I think the other part of why I'm running so well is the training partners that I have to complete that, um, you know, that level of training. So I've got really good training group, um, and Locke's riding the bike a bit more often now. He's not running as much. That's a bit soft. Of the high intensity <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I've given him a break. <laughs> but um, mm. it's yeah, it's having others to to enjoy the journey with and that sort of brings out that improvement in performance as well. How long does it take to run 175 k's <laughs> a week? Like in, in an hour's term, how long is that? Yes, it's pretty crazy. Uh, insanity is, is uh, a regular mm-hmm. kind of thought, you know, in, uh, when you're a distance athlete and, and juggling all the things that we juggle. But, yeah, look, we're running, uh, you know, a couple of hours a day usually uh, to get that volume. So it, it varies across each session and uh, varies in intensity. And, and we, we do sessions that cover off 10K and half and, and marathon-type fitness um, to create the whole package of being ready to run, you know, your fastest ever. Um, I think the more uh, – the, the interesting um, stat for me this year, which kind of surprised everyone, is mm. that I almost broke the national record in the 10K um, on the road in Sydney in May, I missed Benita's record by just a couple of seconds. Um, it surprised all of us, uh, including myself, that I was able to, you know, run a 31:20 on the road. But um, I think that was kind of a sign for me to really, um, you know, double down on the training and on the preparation and 
and go after Berlin and, and see what I could do. That's and, awesome. and when you think you're Berlin, 2.24, 2 hours, 24 minutes, uh, if you cast your mind ahead, what, what times do you think it's going to take to, to if you were – thinking of winning a medal, which I'm sure you are, but if you were to win a medal, what what's the ballpark time do you think that, that they're going to be at in, what is it, a couple of years? Mm. Yeah, look, it's it, marathon running, um, you know, it's there's a whole lot of factors in there that are going on at present. You know, there's been quite a few of the Kenyan contingent um, uh, get busted for EPO and various mm. things recently, which is sad for our sport. Um, but Know, so we can't really compare ourselves to some of those performances, which are, you know, a bit of pretty much out of my league. But um, in terms of uh, getting up on the podium, I mean, um, you, you know, it's going to be such a, a hot climate once again. It's going to be that same oppressive um, uh, temperature that you know we experience in championship races, uh, Olympic after Olympic, mm. unfortunately. So um, maybe a couple of couple of minutes. Um, off that time and, and you'd be right there with a the medal. I wow. think something in that 222 range certainly could do it. We got a bit blessed and, and were given a little bit of reprieve in, in the weather and it wasn't quite as bad as the Sapporo, then that certainly would make it a nicer experience for everyone. Mm. So fingers crossed we, we don't get an average, you know, a record high like we did in um, Sapporo. Lisa, when it comes to running the big championship marathons, how much is it about running the race as opposed to focusing on the clock? Yeah, for me, this was uh, a bit bit of twofold, I guess. Most of the athletes at Berlin had their own personal pacer. Uh, I didn't take a pacer with me because the flights to Berlin were astronomical. Yeah. Um, and so it was going to then add a whole lot more cost to the, the whole thing. Uh, so I ended up running for about 25K with the two Japanese runners who ran really well and, and <laughs> sort of used their group to pace myself. Yep. Uh, and that was a really, really good experience. And it gave me a bit of insight into the, the things I need to do to um, get closer to that sort of 222 to 223 range. So, um, you know, I was only uh, nine seconds off Lisa Ondiki's, um all-time best. So, um you know, I, I really, that's been sort of a goal of mine forever because she's been, you know, a special person in my career and someone I've looked up to for a very long time. So I uh, would love to run as fast as her. And, and I sort of tested myself out a little bit by going out a bit quicker uh, with a Japanese pack and, and then just tried to see how much strength I had later in the race. So um, now I can use that for the next one. Um, so I'll, I'll be running something in maybe around February, March, hopefully, of next year. And and hopefully I can, you know, sort of lift off that training and that experience at Berlin to, you know, bridge that gap. Mm. So, Andy, Lisa's running approximately about 25Ks a day. Mm. I mean, my math is... uh, I've got some help from Ryan off the uh, temper text machine. I mean, this is outrageous. But uh, does it... After a day, so you go, oh, geez, I've just banged out 25Ks. Well, not me now. I'm gonna get up and do it again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does the body? <laughs> how does the body? And then the next day, and then the next. How does the body? Like, do you do you get up and you go, or, or is it just natural that you just conditioned yourself this way that you don't have these aches and pains as someone who has been around as long as you have? Yeah, well, I think a little bit of that process has been about you know longevity. The longevity has really come from me taking regular breaks. You know, and and really, so post Olympics, I took a really big break, focused on peace and focused on some career goals, and 
and really gave myself an opportunity to question, you know, do I want to keep going with the sport or do I want to invest my time in other way, other things? And and I think having those big breaks and those mental, um, you know, sort of questioning yourself and, and wanting to set new goals um, is really helpful. And I've done that throughout my career, which is another reason why I think I've been at it for such a long time. But I think once, if, as long as you introduce your training and introduce any form of physical activity in a controlled fashion, then you can sort of avoid those, you know, those big uh, mm. painful moments that you can get if you just kind of go and jump straight back into everything and then just keep loading and loading. Um, so, you know, I took um, a fair, like I said, a fair chunk of time off at the end of last year and um, quite a few months and then I got back into things with um, some friends at Melbourne University track club that I run for and and they kind of just dragged me along and got me fitter and fitter and um, and that's how I got my sort of passion back for um, sort of the faster work and then by putting that into the program and then progressively adding more distance uh, and then running Gold Coast Marathon, I, I kind of just did that in a nice, calm way. Mm. So I think that the, the trick is to not rush and, and see, you know, I mean, that's not always um, possible for elite athletes to not be in a rush because we you know, tend to need to get ready for something. But for me, this year, I've been able to really take my time and build off you know, week after week, and it's been a nice experience. Okay. I don't know <laughs> when I'm going to you know, not be able to walk after a session, right. so I guess that'll come eventually. And, yeah. um, right now, I'll just make the most of it while I can, right? I'm fascinated by what you do, Lisa. I could pick your brain yeah, about is, it all day. hard to comprehend. Uh, we'll let you go in a moment. Just, just <laughs> physiologically, you, can you tell us, did anything change? Did you feel like a different athlete after you became a mum? Once you, you were able to get back and start training and running again, was there a, was there a change in your, in your physical capabilities? Um, I think that I don't really, can't really pinpoint a moment where there was a change. I think the difference was more about um, how I structured my week and the the different priorities that I had. Yeah. Uh, I think I also took a bit of pressure off, which is funny to say because then, you know, once I made the Olympics for Tokyo and we had such a difficult time there, you know, in that process and being away from Pete for like nine weeks was really um, traumatic for me. So, um, you know, just because of the pandemic and the things that were put in, you know, placed in yeah. our way yeah. uh, to perform. I think that, you know, you put a lot of pressure back on yourself and that's really um, hinders your performance. So I've tried really hard since having, you know, Pete and then and now again post-Olympics to really work on, you know, the mental aspect and, and really kind of relaxing through it all and, and, and that's really helped my performance. I think that mental aspect has been a lot, better than what it was when I was more a younger yeah, athlete. Yeah, right, okay, yep. Um, yep. You know, trying to find my way, whereas now I, I really do feel like I've got nothing to lose in the sport. I can, you know, I'm happy to take risks and, you know, I've got, it's a, it's going to be an amazing team to be part of at the next Olympics with the depth and the, the women coming through, the, you know, from the, um, you know, the 25-year-olds popping through and trying their putting their um, performances on the board in, in the marathon as well. And it's really exciting and it sort of lifts us all up uh, to want to run better and, and also to want to show each other that, that anything's possible. So I think that um, it's certain, certainly been another aspect that's, um, that's helped. 
but I wouldn't really necessarily pinpoint having peace as being the reason for the performance. Sure. It's been yeah. quite a few different things that have um, that have really kind of upped my motivation and and um, you know given me that opportunity to try new things in training. Well, you, you're uh, you're weighing in at 44 kilos, so it's. Um it's it's not, it's not a lot of chance to develop too much fat when you're doing that sort of well, running. That's the, is it like you're going to burn? You're going to burn a bit of that off. But that's I what I was going to say. Is yeah. it, do you have to be super conscious about what you eat? And and I say that in the, in the reverse of what most people are doing, and that is just really watching what you eat. But I'd imagine that you probably have to almost force feed yourself sometimes, do you? Certainly, when I had Pete, I did. I had to stop breastfeeding him after ten. 10 months because mum and dad said, you, you know, and Luke said, you can't possibly do this and run because I just couldn't eat enough to support him and run. So, um, you know, that was something I had to watch and, and you know, make the choice on uh, quite early. But the nutrition aspects for me, I'm really lucky because I've got Dick Telford that's been looking after yeah. me forever and, you know, he's an amazing sports physiologist. So I, I'm really lucky there that I don't have to think too much about it and I've got some great... Um, you know, knowledge there to draw on. And I guess the other piece is that um, I've been the same weight since I was 15. So I haven't really shot up at any time. And so, you know, when you're running and you're doing your training, um, I find that my body just kind of adapts to, you know, when I slow down and have a break, I tend not to be as hungry. And then when I uh, ramp things up, I tend, you know, the appetite comes with that. So uh, I think that's a great, part about you know health and fitness I mean I know the marathon is a little bit extreme but um, you know with health and fitness you know you're trying to get that balance between um, you know energy consumed and, and energy used it's certainly easier when you have introduced some form of exercise into your weekly routine you're a superstar. I can't My believe word. you're running the times you're running, uh, given all of the miles that you've um, put your body through mm. to this point. But it sounds like the best might be yet to come, Lisa. So if that's the case, there's a lot to look forward to um, from an Australian sports fan perspective. Keep up the good work. Uh, thanks for joining us for a chat. You're always really generous with your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support. Good on Thanks, you, Lisa, Lisa Whiteman, superstar, two twenty-four well, flat does, at forty-three. If she does get there, and, and it's, it's, uh, amazing, it's an early man. call, it's that would be it's extraordinary performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, flag bearer. Oh, flag bearer. Well, it takes a special type of Australian athlete to get to five Olympic games, and, and that's reserved only for the very few. Andrew, <laughs> six is outrageous. No. But in this sport, Andy, five is just. Andy, yeah, I agree with you. Every day, I know. I got to get up, like oh, no, right no. now, and oh, I always yeah. put it back to my own perspective. 175 k's a week, and I'm out there, and my goal is to four days a week run four k's on a treadmill. All right, <laughs> and it's the most torturous thing. Like, yeah. I go, oh, I don't have to do this. Yeah, it's too I got to run four k's. Too hard. And then, and then I sometimes fart like it because I just don't feel like I can keep jogging on on ten point five. And then that you see someone on the the treadmill next year well, with on. 12 or 13. That's right. And then you start to go, just fart licking. So I'll just take it down a notch now. <laughs> but then you've got to do it every day. 25Ks. Yeah, Matt. At speed. At speed. Oh, Mate, geez. internet, mobile. Mobile plans are just 20 bucks a month. Why wait? Make the switch to Mate. That's out and running. Irving. Simmons didn't even look at the basket, but that's a good decision to get it to KD, who gets it to Paul. 
I thought he should have looked at the basket. I thought it, it was an opportunity for him to get a layup. And he hasn't played in two years. So you guys keep coming here asking me, like, what about Ben? What about Ben? And it's just, he hasn't played in two years. Give him, give him a f-ing chance. You know what I mean? We stay on his sh-t. Stay on. I wish I could say other words because I'm from Jersey, but we stay on him. And, uh, <laughs> like, you just stay on him. And, and we're just here to give him positive affirmations uh, while he's out there and just let him hoop. You know, and then while he's hooping and getting back into it, we're going to have to really gel as a team in order to learn how to win as a group. So there's Kyrie yep. at the end, and I don't think he used enough words. Uh, <laughs> but if, you, if you're recording the show, go mm. back to the game commentary because mm. he was clearly being asked at a moment that he's absolutely clearly audible. Well, if we you, heard it then. Yeah, but if you weren't listening for right. it, you, you may not know what you're listening for. In the background, mm. the actual audio from the court – you can, Kyrie lays one off to Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. who's in the paint, and Simmons turns away from the basket and tries to, and dishes it off to Durant, who makes the shot. Mm. But once Kyrie is given the ball to Ben Simmons, he, he screams out. He does. Shoot the ball, Ben. He says, shoot it, Ben, and you can hear it. Yeah, I think there was a that in there. Shoot that ball, Ben. Shoot the ball, Ben. No, I don't think so. Shoot it, Ben. But anyway, we can argue about that until the cows come up. But that's really not the point. No, no, it's not. What? But I, Take I, me inside that. What? Yeah. So, so there's what? Corey after the game saying, yeah. I just want the bet. We need that and we yeah. want him. You know, blah, blah, we got each other's back. I think right now people hear that. And because of the narrative around Ben over the last uh, 18 months, people are assuming that that's – him getting upset or, or angry at Ben. Easily and, done. And I, I'd imagine uh, a lot of people on social media would be coming to that conclusion. But I don't necessarily think I, – I think it's more about him just trying to build some confidence. We don't care if you miss a few. Just go ahead and change your mindset. Shoot the ball, Ben. It, particularly in yeah. those circumstances, get to the rim. Now, and, and I think when you hear your teammates, particularly if it's Kyrie or, or KD saying that, that's going to bring about – a lot more confidence. So I agree with – when I first heard it, you, you think, oh, I wonder if he's having a crack at him or, or not. Mm. But but um, after I've heard what he said in the press conference, it makes perfect sense. It absolutely makes perfect sense so that he's just doing it yeah. to, to generate some confidence in Ben. So you say that Kyrie doesn't care if Ben misses. And, no. I, and I totally believe that. No, not right you know now. Who does, you know who does care if Ben misses? Ben. Correct. That's, and that's, he don't want to take the shot, mate. He dished it off nine times today, and their offense went cold after mm. halftime. But he, yeah. don't, he don't want to shoot the thing. Well, he's out, and and Eddie, he only had to turn around and just it was a finger roll. In the first four games, he's got more fouls than field goal attempts. So it's, it's an issue that, like Kyrie's, uh, spoke about he's working his way through it. He's trying to get his confidence. He's trying to get going, which is mm. which is always starting from a really bad situation. Is, yeah. Because his last game was that horrific one when he passed it off when he was playing for Philadelphia that blew up the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's coming from a, a situation where he was really down on confidence, and to generate that and and he he actually spoke about it. He was in the park a day before the season start, two days before the season starts out there, shot an air ball, and it went viral on Twitter. So he's dealing with that, and he spoke about it, and he's like, God damn, I'm in, a, I'm in the playground. Yeah. It's, it's a blowing a gale. You know, he didn't say that. Yeah, but, yeah. but John, yeah, we take it. Yeah. He's dealing with those types of things, and they're still having a crack at me about shooting mm. it. So it's, Every time he misses. It has to happen in his time, but that reinforcement, I think, that he's getting from players like Kyrie in particular, I think would be helpful. Well, let's see how it 
uh, plays, plays for him. It's 28 minutes oh, to hand, Andy, you go, The other thing we've got to get to a break. Is this going to be long? What you're throwing what to you me? Want, what we wanted to talk about. Um, no, let's get to the news and oh, you'll do it okay. after this. No, well, well, you know, we've got to get to the news, bro. It's no, 27 to 5. You told me to. Okay. No, well, you parked it a long time I ago did. and then you've completely forgotten about it. I did. We just need to explain something to one of our sharpie listeners. Right. Who just got a little Don't bit. Don't get like that. Just... He was a sharpie listener. And we've got to explain something to him. I'm All sure right. he won't be listening anymore. Mm. Not helping our cube. Time. Oh, time spent listening. Our TSL. <laughs> <laughs> and he's interrogating. He's, it's a Thursday. It's what it is, all he's right. He's joining and us. And it's on 2022. A th- That's correct. It's not 2021, 2021. No. no. Nice work, Stone Cold. And interrogating in a moment. Just you park something about an hour and a, a half ago. ago. And, and sometimes people uh, don't understand how radio works because a. Now, I've got a. Paraphrase this because there's a lot of swearing, but you basically saying you guys are no good. No, wait, no, wait, I'll, I'll go back a step. We okay. had a caller. Yes. Uh, who uh, asked. I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You, are you doing it in your order? Now? Right. Okay. So what was happening was we've we've got a uh, a text, and, and like I said, a lot of swearing, so I'll paraphrase it, and that, that someone calls up with a different uh, opinion than yours and you cut them off. And this is on the back of we did actually have to cut someone off about 45 minutes ago that called in that what was uh, – Started out and told us what he wanted to speak about, but unfortunately, he went in a direction that was a like offensive. Uh, it, was just, it, was it was gross. It was just grotesque and cheap and gr- and, ch- and just all sorts of levels. Of so we have we have regulations foul. that we live by that when someone does that, we have to dump them. So he wasn't. It was you, Darren, in Berwick, by the way. Just in case you're wondering. Mm. So so we had to clown. Well, well, that's right. On this occasion. So we had to we had to dump them because that's the law of the land. So it wasn't like we were trying to cut someone's yeah. opinion oh, off. Yeah, that's right. It's just yeah. that when you really say some foul things, yeah. Yeah. we have no we have to. Yeah. So to that text, whose number was it? Just in case the person is still less mm. listening, who give me the last three numbers of the number so they might uh, know. Nine two five. Nine two five. That's the reason. Probably no need for the abuse and the profanity, mm. but in case you were genuinely thinking that that was the case. That's the reason for it, and um, hopefully that explains it to you. Well, well, he he, uh, yes, because he, we we're talking about not, he may not have he wasn't the person that called up. No, 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 but he responded yeah. to us. Correct, cutting cutting the caller off. Yes, and it had nothing to do with somebody having a different opinion. Than nothing ours. at all. Not so, at all. So to you, no. nine two five, don't go barking up the wrong tree mm. and getting aggressive about mm. it and abusive. No, and to you, Darren and Berwick, uh, your number's been noted, and you won't be getting through for a while. Mm. So. Have a little spell shags. Mm. Um, I'll tell you who the phone is always open to. Yes. And that's our great mate in Terrelgan, oh, who is just a friend of everybody here at 1116 SES. And his name is Andy, and he's a beautiful man, and he joins us. Andy, how are you, Shags? Yeah, Andy. Thank you so much for the kind words, Andy. Made my day more special. G'day, Gacy. Good on you, Andy. Great to hear your voice, my friend. What have you got for us today, Guru? Oh, really good. Anyway, my question. Yeah, my question uh, for Thursday. Not see, I'm doing today, not tomorrow. Yes, yes. Name me your three best of the best sporting documentaries all time. Oh, that's a good question, Andy. Is okay. We saw a really good one, and we reviewed it yesterday. We did. Um, Can I put my nomination forward? You can. Once Brothers. 30 for 30 documentary, Drazen Petrovic, Vlade Divac. Outstanding. 
Um, of all the 30-30 docos, now obviously I'm biased because it's a basketball one, but it did, had it really went beyond basketball. It dealt with the, the war in Serbia and the, the challenges it presented to these two players that once played together. Correct. With the Yugoslavian team that now were enemies and went through the whole family thing. It is, if you have not seen Once Brothers... It's outstanding. You need to, and it's uh, it's a thirty for thirty documentary that that ESPN put together. It, it is absolutely outstanding. So that'd be I, my I, nomination. I'm going to give I'm going to give you a basketball one as well. Right, hoop dreams. Yeah, that, now from that's a long, a, that's from old. a long time, but from 1990, first of the real docos, Five. first of the long term time docos, goes forever. Outstanding, worth watching mm. it. Mm. There was another one that Maradona, the Maradona documentary, yes. that was, came out about three or four years ago. Mm. Uh, the the it's if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Mm. It's absolutely it, the sense of claustrophobia mm-hmm. that you get you you, you mm. feel yep. by the footage and the way it's shot and what he must have li- what he kind of had to live with twenty four seven in certain parts of that documentary that mm. you feel it's it, it's uncomfortable to watch. Yep. Um, so there, there's three. Well, there's three. Hoop dreams, Maradona, and um, brothers in arms. <laughs> Once brothers. Once brothers. Andy, it's a check, good question, Andy. Check well him done. out. Oh, there's a thousand others we could have mm. got to. Mm. Check him out. Enjoy. Craig, Socceroos have been – now, Socceroos have been at it, doing a magnificent thing. Oh, yes. Of course, they've been hammered by mm. some people, not by Craig Foster, who's going to join us. And we might have a quick chat about VAR and Tottenham with Craig after this as well. Stiff, I thought. There are universal values that should define football. Values such as respect, dignity, trust, and courage. When we represent our nation – We aspire to embody these values. As PFA members, we understand the power of collective bargaining and the fundamental rights of all workers to form and join a union. Before players had won these rights, their careers in Australia were characterised by the absence of respect and dignity. It is for these reasons we must speak about the situation in Qatar. So the Socceroos, a whole heap of them have put together a really powerful, um, powerful video that was released today by... Uh, Football Australia, uh, it, it brings together three of the things that um, have made Craig Foster, who he is in the minds and hearts of so many Australians, football, human rights adv- and social advocacy. And uh, it's, a, it's a powerful piece in the lead up to the World Cup in Qatar. And if, typically these days, it's drawn a wild response. Uh, Craig Foster's been good enough to join us to have a chat about it. Hey, Craig, uh, thanks for your time. What, what was your reaction when you saw the finished product? Well, it wouldn't surprise you that I really love it. I love the fact that the players have had the courage to speak out and do it in a really authentic way. Um, you know, we see very often in sport and certainly in in our in the beautiful game of football where you know athletes are suppressed. You know, they're 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 silenced. Um, they're put under immense pressure, and I've we've seen this across a range of sports in Australia recently. And not to speak out on what are fundamentally just really important issues about other humans. Hmm. This often is human rights, and is what we're talking about in Qatar. Uh, they have, I would say, not only do they have a right to do so, but they have a, a responsibility. I think it's be- it was beautifully done. Uh, not surprising because they're they're talking about the PFA, which is a, a fabulous organisation, and, and the leaders there, Bo Bush and Kate Gill, the co-CEOs, have done a fabulous job in helping the players come through this really lengthy. Uh, and deep education process to be in a, a position where they feel comfortable talking about these issues, meeting with a whole range of stakeholders, both in Australia and particularly over in Qatar. 
they're talking about the migrant experience. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as you heard there, it's very powerful because they're saying, look, this was our experience as players in, in kind of the, the labour union movement, but also essentially they're saying, Australia, we're all migrant workers. If you're not First Nations, <laughs> you're a migrant worker. So yeah. we should be standing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. So <laughs> yeah. we should be standing with these people. Yeah. So it was beautifully, beautifully crafted. It, it grounded in their own experience, their own game, their own history of their game. And what was really most powerful, though, and it's really important for everyone listening to understand this, is that they crossed a very important line and they took a step further than most people in certainly in football, aren't willing to do, and I'd say probably all, most of sport, they actually uh, took direct action and stood in direct solidarity with the affected groups. Now, what we see from, you know, all, all types of athletes speaking out, whatever they feel comfortable with and the risk they're, they're, they're comfortable taking is perfectly fine. It's all valuable. However, what we see at the World Cup, for example, is people going there and not talking about the rainbow or pride, uh, symbol, but making up their own symbols with a range of colours. Not talking about human rights of LGBTI community, talking about one love and we all come together. These kind of motherhood, you know, mm. value statements that no, don't challenge anyone, don't hold the game accountable, and don't, you know, don't really uh, take risk on on really anyone's behalf. What the Socceroos did is they called the two things which are critically important: a remedy, which means all those affected, particularly the six and a half thousand migrant workers who died, need to be, need to have compensation. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, one of the principles of the human rights policy of FIFA. FIFA are actually bound to be calling for that. They're not. So the players have done it for them. And secondly, they called for um, the decriminalisation of the LGBTI community in Qatar. Mm. And that's absolutely fabulous. They didn't say we stand with LGBTI people, we're supporters of LGBTI, uh, any of these uh, vague statements. They said that under the human rights policy of FIFA, um, a criminalisation of the LGBTI fans and broader community is not okay and we're against it and we're calling for that to be abolished. Mm. And that is, in my view, wonderful work. Now, hey, Craig, Andrew Gay's here. And uh, well, I think the other good thing about it too, Hi, uh, it does, in, the, in their presentation, it does acknowledge some of the advances that Qatar has made in certain areas Hi, as exactly. well. Uh, but do you think there'd be any, was there any risk associated with this in regards to what they have to do on the field when they're over there? Um, you mean security risk or personal risk? Well, yeah, and, and how... Or you mean risk in terms of performance or...? Both, all of that. Well, what are the risks? And, and, and uh, would that have been... Would that have well, been... T- Yeah, it's a good question. So, of course, the players would have explored all of those things. And, and it's perfectly normal that all of us have different risk profiles when it comes to talking about these issues. Some people don't like to avoid it. Uh, others you know, feel very comfortable. And then you have the activists who really want to speak out and feel very strongly about it. That, that's totally natural and fine. So the players all have a right to their own decisions. Um, the PFA, as their players' union, um, would have spent a very considerable amount of time uh, you know, uh, researching as to you know, what the conditions are going to be on the ground. FIFA need to ensure that all players are protected. And under the FIFA human rights policy, every player, in fact, everyone in the game, has a right to freedom of speech and particularly to talk about and advocate for human rights. So that's explicit in the policy. And therefore, the players are well within their rights uh, and must be completely safe in Qatar when they go to play. I'm sure there's no problem. Yeah. When you talk about performance, that's really interesting because mm. what I loved last week about the Diamonds is that 
at the moment when they're most being criticised for the fabulous Danelle Wallum, who stood firmly on, on <laughs> principle of anti-racism, yep. um, at the very time that they were under such significant public pressure, they had one of their best performances, from what I could see. Mm. So, you know, the concept that players can't be full human beings, can't talk about others yeah. who are being victimised, can't stand up for people, can't stand for human rights, and still go and kick a ball, I think is, you know, discredited, I think is old today, uh, athletes rightly are demonstrating not just that they understand their responsibility, but they have the capability, they have the, the education, they're prepared to do the work. And when they step forward, very often, not always, but very often, they're doing it in a really authentic, powerful manner. And the impact of this statement from the Socceroos is extraordinary. And this mm. has gone right around the world. They've taken leadership here for all other 31 non-Qatari national teams. And, and I think not only Australian football, not only the PFA and former players, Socceroos like myself, but all of Australian sport. In fact, all of Australia should be immensely proud of them. Craig, what do you say mm. to people who say if they're fair income about raising these issues and, and making a statement, don't go, withdraw, withdraw from the World Cup? What, yeah, what do you yeah, say to that? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And everyone makes their own decisions, and I'm in the same position. You know, I could boy, I had a choice, and fans have a choice to boycott, sponsors have a choice to boycott, all of us. We all have to answer that question, uh, you know, with our own conscience. Yeah. My own personal view is that it's about maximum impact. As you said rightly, the World Cup in Qatar has actually already made quite significant um, uh, reform. Uh, occur in terms of uh, migrant and workers' rights, and mm-hmm. that's important. So sport can do that. So there is, it is a test case to say that even you know uh, countries which are you know egregiously abusing human rights, if held to account on human rights, sport by holding these major events, you know it, they can have progress. So that's good. Um, so should athletes boycott? Uh, um, I think there are some circumstances when. Uh, you know, whether it's the we- millions of Uyghurs, mm, you know, and, yeah. and cultural genocide and apartheid and other things. Um, however, sometimes uh, making a statement, going into Qatar and, and protesting mm. and being in the space there is, is more important. As a broadcaster, for example, rather than boycott, I decided that I would do it for free and donate my feeds to um, uh, to the families of migrant workers who deceased. But that it's important. This this month of the World Cup is actually our most important moment to talk about these important issues about the movement of human rights in sport, about the obligation of FIFA, and to be at the table publicly to be calling on FIFA to do more, not just for these people, to make sure future tournaments. Uh, you know, that we're going to avoid this situation and in actual fact it can become a catalyst mm. for positive action in every country around the world. Mm. Mate, thanks for coming on. It's always worth hearing yes, your voice. Thanks, we appreciate Craig. your time as always. Thank, thanks, for your, thanks for being available to us. Pleasure. Good on you. Craig Foster. Five, five, six minutes to five. Well, Rod has come up with that under all sorts of pressure. And on, on the spur of the moment. Bit of plagiarising. Because you asked whether there was a little play on for the quiz. Stinger. The answer was no. Proper stinger, I want. Well, so let, let's throw that out to because we've got whoever the knackerbags was who gave us the uh, the opening music for uh, entertainment this week. Mm. Magnificent. Mm. Self-generated, exclusive. Mm. If anybody wants to... So this is now going to be part of the show going forward, well, Gazy's quiz. For the remainder of our time here. Could, well, that could this be... This year, I'm That could be about. this week. That's that true. Be so it might two be... Two weeks, it could be... 
a mm. month, it could well, be five years, who knows? Someone else steps in, they could still Gang, use it. Good luck to them. Mm. But their name would need to be Gazy, I suspect, because I'd like Gazy's quiz <laughs> yes. to be in. So if you want to have a crack, if you're musically inclined, a bit creative mm. sitting out there at home, and you want to come up with an opener for Gazy's quiz, keep it to about 15 seconds, no more than that. Nice and sharp, 10 yes. to 15 seconds, a little even less. Bang, send it through to us here at uh, our social media platforms or wherever. And uh, I don't know where, uh, at uh, jdestoop at sen.com.au. Now, I need to explain to you how this is going to work too. Well, we've got our contestants. Daniel and Matt are ready to hear this. Uh, Great. Daniel, a good (laughs) uh, afternoon to you. Good day, Andy. How are you going? Very nice. Um, It's Andrew because Andy sort of likes to be called Andy. Uh, Gazy, Andrew, (laughs) Nagabags, Flognuts, Woke Lefty, whatever you want to call me. Skipper. Matt from Caulfield. Matt, Katie, Andy, how are you? Hey, Matt, so wait, hey, I'll tell you, this is how it's going to work. You're going to use your name of your buzzer, but before we test your buzzers, I want you to know what you're playing for here today. Oh. A CB Co. 24 can Carlton Draft Not pack. Carlton Draft, is it? CB is it? Co. Carlton Draft. They're can, two completely different oh, brands of beer. CB Co. 24 can Carlton. Oh, nothing to do with the other mob. A 24 cans in a carton of draft. Thank you. CB Co. Oh, Brewing. Oh, dear, they probably won't be with us for much longer after the qui- that. I hope the quiz is better but, than this. <laughs> that's true. Where's Delvin Delaney on, when you need her? Hang on. You're also going to get a Signet Boost Power Bank nice. valued at $59.95. Plus, oh. you're going to get 18 holes of golf for Jeez. you and a mate with a cart. And uh, that is at the beautiful Club Mandalay. And don't, they've got a bit of a sale going on. Get out 18 holes of golf for two with drinks. So beverages included, nice. maybe just the one beverage. Uh, and a cart, 99 buckaroos. Nice. So uh, a lot Let to offer. Start the quiz. It, it, just hang on because <laughs> wow. this is a first. This wow. is the, who was that? That is the first time. Was that you, Daniel? <laughs> or was that you, Matt? No. That was me. Which is who? Matt. Well, Matt, right let up. me tell you, there was a lot of people wanting to get on. Just pipe down. Well, We've Matt might need to get back to work, mate. that we need to get taken right, care of. Right so up. what happens, we're going to have a playoff here, and then the winner, you get all those prizes if you win today, then the winner... What are they going to do to win? ...gets a power question. Power play. A power play yeah, question. Yeah, they go into the power play. That's right. And if they answer the power play question quick, correctly, they go through to the second phase. Which is in Otherwise, the last... Otherwise, which... we say, well done today, and ta-da. Oh, Am I going to explain that? Or oh, you have a hell of a time. I'm yeah, not. It hasn't started that well. I let's be not. honest. Well, here we go. Now, Andy, I need your help here. What I, am I? When, when I ask the question, yes, please. Daniel and Matt are going to use their name as their I buzzer. Like it. You need to tell me who comes so in what, first. So, what name's Daniel going to use? Well, it, it, I will, we'll give him a chance to pick his own name. Daniel, what would you like to use as your buzzer? Daniel. That'll do. That's yep. pretty unique. Yep. Matt, what would you like what to use? What if he says Daniel? I'll go with Maddie. Okay. Right. Maddie and Daniel. Would have been a curveball if Matt had us in mm. Daniel. Daniel, check your buzzer. Daniel. Oh, a bit of a delay here. Matt, <laughs> check your buzzer. Maddie. All right, oh, this right. is going to be good. No, they both got the same little delay. Yeah, it's a yeah, little it's delay. It's getting fixed. The phone, we've got a few issues, but right. we're getting fixed. Today's quiz, it's all about wrong. Australian sports trivia. Buzzer's ready. First question. Okay, here we go. First to three is the winner and goes into the power play question. Oh, I like it. First question. How many times has Australia hosted the Olympics? Daniel. That'd be Daniel. Maddie. No, Daniel. No. Daniel, bad luck, Maddie. It's Daniel. 
tight. Excellent. Well done. Sydney and Melbourne. Well done. Question two. Oh, I can feel the tension One building. Nil. Who is the first Australian to win the US Masters? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. Adam Scott. Well done. Bang. Oh, Maddie. Maddie's in real trouble here. I think he might be on delay, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both, they're both experiencing, <laughs> right. experiencing the same delays. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which, question three. Two-nil. Come on, Matt. Which NBL team is from Cairns? Daniel. Cairns, Taipans. Matty. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel came in. I'm going to give him the opportunity. Daniel. Cairns, Taipans. Correct. How did he know that? Oh, that's he's run the table. He's run the table, Daniel and that son. is an outstanding performance by Daniel Sun. And let me tell you, the, the like entire Manny. community uh-huh. that you're representing in Manifold Heights are just bipping their horns, <laughs> flashing their lights, and going, yay, Daniel. Big head, you know, the big, the big, heart, the big heads made out of yes, cardboard? Flags. They're hanging out of cars right mm. now. Yep, yep. Daniel's face everywhere. Unfortunately, Matty, uh, people in Caulfield, <laughs> no good. <laughs> no they're, good. They're a bit no upset, Matty. But thanks for playing yeah. along, Matty. Yep. He's gone. No, they want, he's, he's already, you know what? Co- he's already moved to Glen Iris. Hey, that's they've true. forced him out of Melbourne, and he's gone to Glen Caulfield. out of Caulfield, and he's mm. they've moved him into Glen Iris. My parents live in Caulfield, so uh, hey, Daniel. Well done, Daniel. Daniel, now, now. you've picked up oh. the CBK yes, twenty-four can carton carton yep. of draft. You've got the Signet Boost Power Bank. It's a beautiful thing, and you've got the eighteen holes of golf with a beverage. And a cart Righto. at Club Mandalay. Now, to go into the final where there will be even a, a, a oh, even greater play. prizes, which we haven't quite put our finger on yet, but they are going to be even more prizes. There could be houses, cars. Yes. There could be international trips. Yes. We don't know yet. But you can't get there unless you can answer this power play question. You ready? <laughs> could be a yellow hard yep. hat. Even. Okay. Could be a yellow Here hard hat. Here we go. Hat. Yep. Between 1962... And 1977, mm-hmm. I won 16 British Opens. Who am I? Uh, Peter Thompson. Oh, that's what I went to. Not an unreasonable guess. No one. Because we're no. thinking of the uh, the golfing arrangement, but in fact, it was Heather Mackay, the great. Tricky question, Keith. So, you so t- the power play is going to have a bit of a sting in it, is it? It's going to be quite difficult. It has to be. I like it. Because we only need four in the final. Oh. So, uh, so once we've got four power plays correct, we move to the next phase. My word, we oh, do. Oh, that's how it's rolling. So I uh, like it. Daniel, son, congratulations. <laughs> enjoy the beverage. Enjoy the CBCO beer, 24-can Carlton, just of a, car- a carton. Oh, will of you stop saying Carlton, please? 24-can carton of Carlton. draft. The Signet Boost Carlton. Power Bank. So your phone, no problems there. And 18 <laughs> holes of golf. Congratulations. Well done. Well done, Daniel. Thanks, boys. Good on you, mate. Does that mean Daniel is now banned from re- returning to the trip? Oh, no. I'm prepared to open. If you're lucky no, enough out, to get on. Out. No, Daniel, No, I've out. got a You've had your clear ch- no. You've had your chance. You are mm. now out. Right. There you go. So, uh, oh, look, you know, all things considered, <laughs> uh, give us a sense off the temper text, 40 wings temper text. Well, Radio Gold, love it. For a first. <laughs> Hurry up, Gazy, you old <laughs> For a first You're time, such and such, Dan in beverage. First time up. How do you reckon he went? One three hundred seven three six seven three. Maddie's delay was definitely longer than Daniel. Oh, and there might have been a bit of an issue there. You've got thirty minutes for this, haven't you?
Gazy's quiz. It did quiz wrap up pretty quick. Is a thought, mouthful. I thought we might have got an actual segment out of it, but it's mm. uh, wound up pretty quick. Can we make it uh, instead of first to three, maybe first to five? Mm. I think we can bet, flesh it out to. Well, but we. we I know it means you have to come up with a few more. No, questions. no, I've got plenty in the bank. Uh, in fact, I might use that what I didn't use today. You might next well. week. Well, tomorrow. Oh no, it's only once a week, is it? I think we could stretch this I out. Twice a week. I think we'll get the feedback. Maybe it's a Friday. Well, maybe it's a Friday oh, afternoon. <laughs> no, it's a Tuesday, Thursday, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday, I reckon it's a Tuesday, Thursday. Mm. Mm. Sorry, and that's why we roll. But um, no, I think I think you know, all things considered, relatively positive performance. This is it? a shambles with some of the feedback. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, quizzes on radio. Uh, it's a slab, not a carton. That's what was throwing me. The carton. It's a yeah, slab at twenty-four. Well, maybe CB Co like it being called a carton instead mm. of a slab. Slabs, you know. That's what we've all grown up with calling mm. it a slab, but maybe they're uh, fantastic. <laughs> and plus, we need to close another feedback from David. We've got to close with the music as well, please. Uh, a rock. Diddle it, diddle it. We've diddle got to tidy it up a little bit, but, but it's a first time. First time, excellent. So, uh, first time effort. I thought okay. it's. Um, I'm very happy with the overall way it's slowed. A little footnote hmm. to the Tuesday Thursday uh, yeah. recommendation. Yeah. We ain't got shows next Tuesday Thursday. We're going to have to bring it in Wednesday Friday. Next week, an, ex- an Wednesday, exception. Wednesday, Friday. It would normally be Tuesday, Thursdays. Let's do oh, we- I'm happy to go Wednesday, Friday. Let's do Wednesday, wanna... Friday next week. Yeah, but but I'm ongoing, though. Oh, but back to Tuesday, gonna... Thursday. Yeah, back to Tuesday, Thursday, the following I, I week. believe so. I feel yeah. like I mean, we, we should have this conversation mm. off air, but mm. uh, you know, we like to take the audience <laughs> sort of with us on the ride. Daisy's quiz went down like a lead balloon. No, I, don't, I disagree with I that. I disagree I too. disagree with that. I mm. think it was... Um, sack him, Andy. No, no, I will not sack him. I stand I stand with Daisy. The terrible... Hoff said terrible. The feedback has not been glowing. What I'm used to that this week, so a que- I, it, hasn't, it hasn't shattered me. Here's a question from Julio. Yes. What if no one gets the power play question correct? Then we, you and I, take home the grand prize. Boutet. Mm. Nice. That's fair, isn't it? Let's make them. No, no. Someone really, will get it. Let's someone make will them so it. difficult that, uh, that. Can I give you no, next week's power play question then? No, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? I'll just I'll go. I'll go make up other ones. Don't do that because okay. uh, we've got to do this. It's a quarter past five. Okay. No, hello, no, no. We're not no, doing we're that because he's that. not there. I said JJ was there. No, well we can do <laughs> and it. Then the word "not" has just mat- miraculously Good appeared. Good quiz. I like it. Hey, can I, I think, give you? Can yeah. I just throw a little one out that I don't yeah. expect any of you to answer? But I was looking at one of the websites today. In fact, it might have been afl.com.au. And I really like afl.com.au. Mm. So what I'm about to say next is a, no reflection upon the general work that is produced by the good people right. in there at AFL Media. Okay. But there was a story that bobbed up today. Mm. And it, it, it got me thinking of a segment that we could do just for today. I like it. A one-off segment. A one-off segment. Mm-hmm. And the, Prizes? And it, no, no, just... Can I ask questions? You can. Right. If you wish. Mm-hmm. But the, the question we need answered for this segment mm-hmm. is this. The story that gets written every year that you will never read. So it's the story that pops right. up every right. single year yep. at about the same time mm-hmm. that no matter how many times the next version of that story <laughs> yes. gets written, you will never read it. And the reason mm. I, this popped into my head today was because on afl.com.au, and I congratulate the person who won it. So I, this is not a reflection mm-hmm. on the person at all, mm-hmm. and I respect their deeds. Mm-hmm. Well played. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you. Yep. And I play fantasy football myself, but the story was how I won AFL Fantasy 2022. I, I haven't read that story in mm. 2011, nope. 15, 19. I won't mm-hmm. read it in 22. I won't be reading it in 24, 28, 
32, but it'll be written every single year. Yep. How I won AFL fantasy. Mm. Oh, I'm not interested, to be honest. How hard up for you for, uh, for a bit of entertainment <laughs> if you're reading that story? I mean, good luck to the bloke. Well, it's a lot his of moment. In play it, Andy. I understand Hundreds that. Hundreds of thousands. Want, I play fantasy football yep. uh, in the NFL. I'm not reading a story about how someone won it. But these people are more engaged than you are. They're, they're, they're. Is anyone reading that story? Well, they'd like to see. Well, I hope to be in that Other situation. Other than the friends and family, is anyone? Oh, reading I think that a lot story? of people would read the story. Oh, how many? Well, if there's hundreds of thousands playing the game, then then there'd, there'd be dozens reading the story. <laughs> well, we're patting. No, I said that as a joke. I actually think there's a lot of people. JJ's there. Is he there mm. now? Why does it still say not there? Mm. JJ not there. Mm. Come on. <laughs> he's got one job, Julio. He's had mm. his hands full this week. He's come back from his Next bit... time, join the A team, <laughs> hey, Julio. He's a bit slow on the uptake, the boy. And we'll end Julio because uh, he's in the uh, room. He's in the studio. It's a room. It is a room. It's a room. That's true. Big window. That's true. <laughs> studio. Uh, with mm. some breaking news regarding the Australian cricket team. Yeah, so COVID strikes again. So we know it was Adam Zampa uh, a couple of nights ago and yeah. uh, in that hard-hitting uh, – feature interview with Aaron Finch. He said he's probably going to be right to play. Uh, but it's been passed on to Matthew Wade, oh, uh, the Australian no. wicketkeeper. But at this stage, he's feeling okay and Mild expected symptoms. to play. Yeah. Yes, so yes. you would think probably not the last to get it. No. It's in the camp. Yeah, once it gets in and, you know, it's still around and there's a bit of it. I saw there was another um, cruise ship coming into the uh, Brisbane. Yeah, 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 yeah. 400 people have got it on the boat. Oh, dear. About to dock up in Brisbane. One of those big cruise line, mm. luxury cruise liners. So it's still around. Well, you're allowed to come in these, even oh, if you've got it. And you're well, allowed Novak to, as long as you don't have symptoms. Well, we talked about this yesterday with Novak Djokovic, weren't we? I mean, back in the day, that looked when we were living through the hard edge of mm. COVID restrictions. Mm. That was ta-da for three years based on what he But I think we're all – we all think that he comes in yep, for, the, for so. the Australian summer. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. Yeah, so the yep. rules have changed and we're all living through mm-hmm. a different sort of phase of it all. Um, can I ask you a question? You can. Dan Hanbury. Mm. There's reports, and I think it might have broken. No, the field, Sammy, Marshall. field Marshal broke it. Sammy Edmund. That there's interest in Dan Hanbury at 31 years of age up north that the Gold Coast Suns mm. are uh, interested in taking a punt on Dan Hanbury. And Dan Hanbury, likewise, is, mm-hmm. thinks he's got some footy left in him. What, what's the downside to not uh, having a the, go with well, him? No, the downside is he breaks down again. That's the downside. They're not paying him what St Kilda had paid him for the last uh, four years. Not even closer. Would have it'll thought. be a, it'll be a minuscule contract. Oh, you reckon it would probably have some bonuses in it, some levers in it, mm-hmm. if in, if in case he exceeded expectation. But well, what's the, the last game of footy you played? No, I was going to say he got yeah. three Brownlow votes. Mm. Mm. No, so, it's worth the punt. Worth the punt. There's no um, there's no concern, is there, about bringing somebody in? Who's clearly played so little footy for the last four years of his of his career? There's no point. There's no fear of ridicule or what are they doing? What a joke! What how desperate are they? There's I don't there's, think there's, anymore. Maybe no. a few years ago with the Gold Coast, that might have been the question. Mm. But I think they've got the respect of the competition, and Stuart Jew's mm. got the respect as a coach. So mm. I don't think that'd be an issue. No, good. Would you? I, I, I have a go. Like if you're not, if there's a spot on your list mm. and you've got a. It's a it's a baseline contract that it's only going to cost mm. you no money. It's not that's not going to be the imposter that's killed. Yeah, mm. that's killed had to carry for the four years he was on their list. You can understand why it was a burden and disgust and a major issue at St Kilda, given the amount of money and the length of that contract and the little return they got from Hanbury. Mm. But it won't be the case of Gold Coast. No, and I think the only re- the only time you're doing that is after you've done had really in depth conversation with the player mm. and explained the situation and. 
uh, and and figure out if he's if it's the right type of fit as far as the attitude and and what's at stake and 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 the the money side of things is would be an issue that you'd have to address too because they would understand that they're, they're taking on some risk. And I know it's saying relatively nothing, but it's there low, are still minimum. Yeah. There is, yeah. It is still a, a list spot yeah, that's right. that you're you're giving up. Mm. And But if you if you feel like, well, at this stage and this level, what, whoever investing is probably, it's just as risky anyway. Yeah, and then why right. wouldn't you take yeah. someone that has already demonstrated a very high level? What role would he play at the Gold Coast? Well, we've seen that they let Will Brody go because he couldn't get in the midfield. Jack... Bose couldn't get in the midfield. Well, he's not going up there to play midfield, is he? Well, he'd have to, wouldn't you? I mean, that's that's. He's not can he play really... a role across half back? Maybe. Well, maybe. Well, they sort he of looked at that with Dyson of... Heppel when they were discussing mm-hmm. Dyson Heppel. Can he play that sort well, of? Well, Hanbury's, uh, with all due respect to, to your bike, Hanbury's a bit. If he's fit, he's a better kick than Heppel. I agree with that. So he's yep. a. He, I mean, he is that. When mm-hmm. he gets the footy in his right, he, I mean, you could. He doesn't have the penetration of Daniel Rich, but he could be a bit Richie off the half back flank, mm-hmm. couldn't he? You know, with mm-hmm. a set up type, and he. He's always had a high footy IQ. So in terms of knowing when to take that dangerous kick and, um, you know, processing that sort of stuff, when the body's allowed him to be yeah. mm. fit and capable, the, but, the, but, footy, but, the footy brain still but, exists. With this, with this information coming out that that's a consideration, do you think that this would perhaps have a conversation with other, other clubs? Do you think anyone else would be interested? Uh, I doubt it. Mm. I doubt yeah, it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Think there'd be clubs lining up for Dan Hanbury, but um, but you know they, they might again they might look at their age profile and they I haven't I haven't looked at Gold Coast list as it sits right now with mm. who's remained and who's gone yeah, out. It's still fairly it. young, still pretty young. Mm. So well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It gets back to what we said before. If there's a kid that's hanging around that you go, actually, this guy in a couple of years' time might be the one. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, say, yeah. you don't want to sacrifice it for that. But if you're looking at it and you go. Oh no, these are guys that are probably not going to make it. Now mm. I don't know who that would be, mm. but it uh, then then you go. Well, why not? Where are we at with Gill's replacement? It's a very good question. Thank you. Put that up on the board. <laughs> no, you're not getting that one. Well, mm. this has gone. We had we had uh, short lists supplied. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back to the drawing. Interviews done. Yep. Mm. Go back to the drawing board. So presumably headhunters. You know, scouring the planet mm-hmm. have gone back to the drawing board. Now I understand Gill's tenure is being extended yeah, because of the because Hawthorne got some review. To do. Absolutely, yep. um, but this has gone deathly quiet. Mm. Like we're not. There is no. You know, back in the and it's a reasonably significant appointment. About three or four months ago, I appreciate it's not everybody's cup of tea, and a lot of people don't really give us stuff, but. Um, it's a pretty big appointment. It's gone absolutely yep. fallen off the cliff in terms of mm. a sort of back room. You still think it'll be filled internally or the fact that well, it's dragged on so long know, indicates this, that maybe not? Well, this is what I can't understand. I can't believe that you've got Brendan Gale. I, I maintain that Brendan Gale is absolutely cherry ripe, tailor-made ready. I don't think uh, you can really argue against that. I, I don't think he. the background is perfect. Mm-hmm. The experience is perfect. The timing is perfect. He is a strong presence. You need somebody who can stand up and present, off, particularly off the back of Gillian McLaughlin, mm-hmm. who's that is one of his yeah, great it is strengths. One of his strengths. Yep. It feels like there's a reason for why some people, I suspect people on the commission, or don't 
think Brendan Gale's right or has rubbed a few, some people up the I wrong don't way. I understand or, what that would be. Well, you heard some stories about Richmond up in the bubble. Oh, but and, that's surely that's but not it. But, 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 that wasn't him. But if he's advocating for his footy club mm. and that upset a few people along the way because he was fighting hard for what Richmond wanted, that's his job. Of course it is. He's supposed to that be doing that. That shouldn't be held against him. No, no. In fact, it should be when this bloke goes into bat for his, he goes in the whole way and he doesn't care who he's taking. That's right. That should be an admirable quality. I, I would have thought so. So it feels like you've got this bloke, and I presume Brennan Gale wants the job. I, I haven't spoken to him for ages about this, but I presume he would be up for the job. If he wanted it, if they thought that he was the right man, He'd have it now. It feels like they're swirling around yeah. all over the place trying to find somebody yeah. else when the right bloke He's seemingly right is right there. Mm-hmm. It's very, very it odd. odd. Now, speaking of, we've still got to fill the uh, Brad Scott's job as well. Now, Jimmy Bartell was speaking last night on uh, Sports Day. There's some very interesting things to say about the yes. uh, the Medi-Sub. I might talk about that after the news. Oh, let's get to the interesting news. points on it. Do you feel like he's positioning himself... Oh, well, he made it yeah, pretty clear yeah. a few weeks he does ago. He'd like to do yeah, it. Yeah. I think he'd be excellent. Yeah, so do I. Mm. Let's have a, uh, let's have a hey, listen uh, to Bartell and a chat about that after also, this. Also, if Matthew Wade, let's just say he can't play, mm. who keeps? They left Josh Inglis out of the squad, didn't they? Oh, he got hurt, didn't he? Mm. Um, I'm they'd looking have to the bring someone here. in, wouldn't they? Can they do that? Well, I don't know. They had a 15-man squad, which I've just pulled up because this is actually a question off the temper text machine. I don't know, you can, I don't so, know whether you can bring someone in. And I'm looking at it, and I don't know who has the... Uh... I want Iguodala. <laughs> I'm not sure he's available, though. No, no, he Maybe if you can bring him in. Yeah, well, um, if anybody's... Yeah, well, we'll try and get an answer to that on the other side of this. So there's a bit of feedback coming through uh, all over the place regarding uh, the keeper position in case Matty Wade can't play. Um so, Darren Berry, I'm sure Chuck won't mind um, me reading this out of sense through a text. The name drop? Um, well, it comes, I only say because it comes from a credible source. Highly credible. Um, way down on actual match day, no replacing. That would be Finch to keep. So, so he reckons Finch would keep. Isn't um, Haven't we seen If injured him? day oh. before, you can replace with a proper keeper outside 15. In that case, Carey would come in, according to Chuck. There so, you go. Thanks, thanks. Well, someone Chuck. spotted Glenn Maxwell doing some work with the gloves. In the nets, um, but it's well. This could be just fielding practice, really. He's got the gloves on it because they're hitting it pretty short and sharp for the batsman. So I'm not sure that was keeping. Oh, but no, there you go. Well, now I've what do you got? got? Something, and I can't reveal the source. But a little birdie. This is um, SMS. A little birdie who would know. Well, I think we'd. Is be... it about this subject or something else? Yeah, no. About oh, it's about the subject you were talking about with Gil. Oh, oh. A little birdie told me recently. Uh, Gill is being asked to stay on for two more years. Two more years. Two more years. Two more years. Well, that's what this little bird is Let's say two told. more years again. <laughs> two more years. Well, I wonder if that's why he's taking his house off the market. I was going to say, it was interesting when you mentioned that yesterday. Mm. Mm. Because he's got mm. the property in uh, in you know, the, the leafy inner mm-hmm. suburban areas that uh, was taken off the market. Now, a lot of people presume that was about the current a real estate slash economic mm-hmm. climate, but perhaps mm. it's about other things. So that is interesting. Yeah, you put ah, two yeah, and two right. together, and um, we might be seeing a bit more of Gil McLaughlin rather than less. So. Reliable source? Uh, solid. I'll mm. put it in the solid yeah, category. Good. Solid's good. Hey, the, and also uh, we've got a, a number of people have requested. Uh, uh, they've got. Me to sing a song. No, they've got oh. a sting for us. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yes, yes. Send them through. So, uh, Westy. 
is uh, one here. We'll just uh, we need an email for them to send it to. Ken. Oh so yes, how yeah. people... Julian at sen dot com dot au. Is it Julian. an a n or an e n? It's an a n. All lowercase. Just read it out one more time, please. Julian dot d stoop at sen dot com dot au. There you go, Westy. There you go, Westy. Send it through. Yeah, Westy, we'll have a look yeah, at it. We don't have a run home at uh, sen email address. No. Oh, no, ah, so straight who, to me. Who check it? Straight to me. Yeah, yeah. good point. Hey, just, of course, all this news update for Sustainable Office Solutions. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. So Jimmy Bartell last night. Yes, please. Talking about what's going to happen with the Medi sub. We think it's down to two options, four and a flexible sub or uh, the five-man interchange. Mate, two oh, leaving, it, leaving it the way it is is also an option. No, I don't think that's it? No, okay, right. I think that's a, a long, long option. Okay. Two points he made. If this to say it goes to five and this decision was made a bit earlier, would that have affected the decision of some players to retire? But if Joel Selwood got on, if there was five on the interchange bench, oh, that is a very good. No, question. I'm not. Uh, Why not? Why not? Well, I think that in his particular example, that it wasn't about that. I think that if you heard everything, he just felt like he was cooked. He was done, and so I, I don't think that that in that instance mm-hmm. would, oh, would yeah. be reflective. But in 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 other circumstances, I think you might have something. But oh, there you go. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, no, probably that individual example's not a great one. Mm. But if there's other players that were, and the clubs were fitty fitty. Yeah, I did yeah that's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But you're, not gonna, you're not going to wind the clock back, you know, well, anyway, if the players retire. Well, I guess mm. I guess you could go and have conversations if the landscape mm. changes and you've got a, plenty of players that have unretired in the past. Mm. Well, the so thing, if, if, if it, went, what if it does su- come to pass, mm. the, you yeah. know. If they did what you suggested and there was a, here you've got five, but there is 20 less rotations, then it really doesn't have that impact. That's just me chucking my two right. bobs within. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. Right. And the so, other point they he made mm. was make it a rule that whatever way it goes, four and one or or five, a debutant cannot be the sub. Well, well, I think that's a great call. Well, yeah, that's – well, yeah. You can start on the bench, obviously, but not the sub. Not, not, the, sub. The, not be the sub. Yeah, great. Love it. You got friends and family flying, and you the... might not even get on the ground. No, that's... Well, why, do, why is it such a complicated? Just, just pick a number. Just pick, and yep. there it is. You got this amount of rotations. You got this amount of people on yep. the bench. Yep. Why go with all the other? Well, well, no, we well... sort of feel like we're stuffing around the know, edges just, with this just, a bit. Just go if you. To me, the most logical thing: go five and knock yourself out. Yep. Whoever you want to. Rotate, with any, with any cap, with any reduced cap on rotations, do you see any merit in that? Uh, I don't. I, don't. I think the footy right was good now. this year. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't change it. The coaches do keep getting their way on it, on all of this. Mm-hmm. Like that, they do. The, the the when the flex is at its greatest, it's it is amazing how often the coaches mm. kind of tend to get their way with this sort of stuff. This is it, though, isn't it? If we go to five, well, how often? Is no it? more. Well, mm. well, well, no, no, not five years' time. Give us six. Well, why not? No, no. Why? Well, five. It's, well, it's gone from two to three to four to five. Well, stop now. Mm. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> would be, now. I agree with you. Yes, I do. You can't, but what it, you can't but, make the game yeah, perfect. Well, you there know will be gonna, injuries, and yeah. sometimes you'll have two and you'll have one. Yeah, but you know, you know what? Yeah. You, you can still win. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? There'll be a game in the first five weeks of the year where a team has four blokes ruled out by quarter time. And uh, and no, they can't. No, but that could have happened in. That oh, could have happened this could've, year. Oh, could happen any yeah. year, Keith. But they've kept mm. saying we need more players. Right. No. Well, there's always a well, limit, surely. Well, that's what we've been saying. <laughs> sure. But it keeps going up and up mm. and up and up, and yeah, they keep getting their way. Strong. So that's it, boys. Well, I agree. Well, I don't Five. think any. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Mm. 
and never ever change again. Mm. Never change a rule. Never change <laughs> no, that rule in the like, over. No, don't be mm. that inflexible. <laughs> no, like, like, hey, Ben. No, no, no. Ben's jumped on. He's been in the conversation. Maybe Dan Hanbury is hearing the five interchange whispers. Interchange Maybe whispers. Maybe the Gold Maybe Coast are hearing that. Maybe, Maybe that yeah. could be all part That's of the a very good point. Good South point, Africa has just uh, absolutely obliterated uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, was it Zimbabwe? They were no, Bangladesh. No, Bangladesh. I do beg your pardon. So they go to the top of Group 2 with Did a very Bangladesh strong... Bangladesh gave them a decent old target too, didn't they? No, no. The South Africa was the other way around. South Africa made 207, I think. South Africa, oh, oh blimey, Rod, you've just changed the channel. I was reading the score. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they go to the top of uh, Group 2 with he three points. Too. He has. And I don't know what he, look what he's put right up. There. Crazy Boy. stuff. So well done to the South Africans. They are in a nice position. I want to talk to you about VAR and a few other things. Have you got some Tiolis for us? I've got to talk, talk to you. Either. No, we've got to talk about after this. Robbed again. We're going on ad break here, Rod. Just get back where you belong. <laughs> for goodness sake. Get sakes, out of the studio. Get to the ad break, oh, please. Can one of you, I don't know where you've been on this, Julio, I know my learner colleague to my left mm-hmm. is a big supporter of uh, the video, VAR. Not a big No, no, su- no, you are. No, no. Not a yes. big supporter. Oh, no, you are. Love oh, you I think are. there's a place for it. Yeah, there is. Mm. But like every technology that's born into sport, they've gone away from the original principle. Which was? Get rid of the howler. Correct. Not two millimetres. No, Drawing imaginary lines. Where's the bloke's... Big toe, is it offside or not? No, no, but it's rubbish. But, no, Keith. But if there's close calls that are clearly close, but they're going one way, well, you've got to go with it. This morning, it's guesswork. Uh, so the sm- the Tottenham Champions mm-hmm. League game this morning yep. is has blown the world up. Yep. It looked like he was offside. I think technically it did look like he was offside. Technically, but he was offside. But the thing well, is, it's very hard to. Explain how he's offside when the ball goes backwards to him. And bounces off mm. a defender, which is, generally speaking, uh, a green light for everybody to be play, play, yeah. played back Accidentally onside. Accidentally bounced off the defender. Correct. No, it was, it wasn't an intentional. But the, but, the, but the defensive player has taken up a position to affect any right. cross that comes back across the goal. Mm. So whether he's deliberately positioned himself, he, he's put himself surely in a position to be a blocking player. Now, whether he's lifted his leg or turned the body to deliberately put himself in the way of that ball that came at him from about two feet away, he has put himself deliberately in that position. If you're ever going to give the benefit of the doubt well, to the, the old, goal scorer... That was the old rule in football. You benefit it, of the doubt to yep. the attacking team. And it's yep. gone now. Yep. It, the time that we lose... And in your game, Keith, basketball, it can drive you Batty. No, I agree. The, the time that important. gets the time that gets wasted mm. and lost. But NBL have done a pretty good job this year, in particular, of what we've seen. Of speeding, speeding it up. They're getting, they are getting yeah, a lot better. Yeah. The NBA yeah. could get better. They could get a lot, but not. They need to get a lot, lot better. It's a mood killer as well. Mm. Isn't it well that's a mood killer. Well, that's the other Especially thing. In football. Yep. Yep. So, so Kane, Harry Kane scores the winner. They get him into the sixteen. Yep. Tottenham supporters going mad. And then it's and look, you can argue the absolute, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom line when it comes to, you know, the the pure legislation of the laws of the that's game. That's how you have to. That's how they but, would but, be. But judging there's it. but there's still an interpretation that comes into that's play right. with this one as to, as to what was the defensive player. Well, they've made that interpretation. Well, I know, but but mm. but at the Tottenham supporters and a lot of supporters will say that there was a degree of self-determination about the defensive player's positioning mm. that was that would constitute that being deliberate. I put myself in a position mm. to affect to affect a, any cross that might have come back into a more dangerous mm. position. So mm. 
Uh, look, it's crazy. And if you saw it this morning, your head will still be spinning. And if you're a Tottenham supporter, it puts them in, in a terribly precarious mm, position. You've got to go to Marseille and probably get a point at And least. Marseille, if they've got any hope of getting out of the group, they That's need to win. a very tight group. Three yeah, on is. seven, one it on is. six. It is. Oh, they've only got themselves Take to blame. They're yeah, in a sticky period at the moment. Well, I know. Yeah. Good win for your boys. Yeah, that well, Ajax. Yeah. 3-0. Mo was good again. Very good. Mo's got himself back into some nick. Speaking of uh, the world game, did you see he lobbed at MacArthur training today? No. Sir Alex. Alex Ferguson. Wow. Is he to here? catch up with his old mate Dwight York. That is fantastic. Well, why isn't why some, yeah. Get him on the show. No. Come on, get man. Him on tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll try. Get him on tomorrow. What odds do you give me? You're one of the great chasers. <laughs> If anyone can get him on this radio station, it's you. I don't think anyone knew. I don't think it wasn't a – people were just out at MacArthur and there suddenly there's Sir Alex. Wouldn't that be something? What would be the first question you'd ask him? Mm. When you threw the boot at David Beckham, did you think it was going to hit him? Did it hit Beckham? Yeah. It hit him? Yeah, it cut him open. Well, that's outstanding. Mm. Was it an Adidas or a Puma or a Deodora? (laughs) Did he – what would be your first question you'd ask Alex Ferguson if you had the chance to have a chat to him? Are you an Alex Ferguson hater? Nah, well, a I mean, lot of people hate him. Why? Yeah. Is that true? Oh, just because he was so good. Well, so good, and he was always in the ref's faces yeah, and whinging about time yeah, and yeah, yeah. whinging about everything, like most football managers do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can it. soak it up. But don't, time. that's common. That's right. Why would they? I liked it. They only, clearly, really they were only singling, singling him out because when they you, won everything. They won yeah, all the time. He's, he was attached to the wrong club. We've got to get to the big <laughs> big story we haven't got to today. Go on. Well, yesterday we had Tom Hawkins race for round one. Big story. <laughs> Seven AFL on Twitter. Oh, this, know, is, this is a big – No, no, don't go. No, this, gonna is a, get this, is, this is a big topic. They posed today. Oh, no. Would would Stephen Kernahan, Sticks, former Carlton captain, if he was playing Carlton. today – at his peak, I'm assuming, not as a 56-year-old man That's he is today. Yes. Still be Would he be a top five player in the AFL? Oh. Now, it's, I, I've been thinking about this for a long time. It's not a terrible question. I mean, it's a bit of fun. You can't have a day off a Twitter account. No, no, if there's no, no news no. around, just let it go. No, they're clearly being charged with the responsibility of coming up with something every day. It's going to upset people. Do and you that's think it would well, well, be? the top five? Let, well, let's, let's come up with a quick top five in the game now. Well, mm. the Brownlow medalist. Yeah, so chuck him in. Cripps. Cripps. I think Petrarca. Cripps. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, Cameron. Dustin, Jeremy. Dustin Max Gorn. You put him in. Mm-hmm. You've got to put top Dustin. Five. Dusty in. Lockie yeah. Neal. Yeah, whack him in, right? Put Dusty. So I think there's six. Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, is that six or oh, seven? Oh, we need to keep forward in there for comparisons. So the answer is... Uh, alongside, so every single one of them, well, okay, Dusty, mm. Dusty at his best is next level. Cripps, yes. Petrarchi, yes. Cameron, yes. Neil, yes. No. He's better you, than all you, of them. You've missed the point. What? No one cares. Oh. <laughs> Who's thinking oh, well, about this? It's got me angry and it's got a couple of other people angry because it's absolutely disrespectful <laughs> to one of the greatest Who's players. Who's angry about it? Well, well, well plenty Tell of people. Them. Who? No, plenty of people Name are angry. Them. Me and Patrick Keane. <laughs> Patty Keane and I Patrick, are Patrick, don't get angry We're about angry it. Don't worry about it. it. We are. We is all it, know he was great. So is that, that was 7 AFL, was it? Yes, it On was. their social media platform. Your mob. The answer is yes. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, Alex Ferguson on the show tomorrow. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Say it properly. What time is he going to be on? Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex when Ferguson. When he wants to be. Oh, on good. the show tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll try.